This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. After I struggled to get through last night's show, I'm feeling a million times better. I still sound a little stopped up. But if I did have the COVID, that is proof the vaccines fucking work. Where's the dude that was in the chat last night talking about, eh, Jesse Jackson was vaccinated. He got the COVID. Because I got an anecdote for you. If I was exposed to the COVID... The vaccine had me bounce back in like 72 fucking hours. So strap in, bitches. You guys were wanting me to go longer last week. We're going to go long tonight. We're going to at least do like three fucking hours of the news. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Apparently... A right-winger thinks that Gen Z is less educated than previous generations, which couldn't possibly be true. We're going to get into that. We're going to hear from an OnlyFans star on the new pornography ban. An Abisco strike has expanded to more states. Wild video of a fight breaking out at a football game. Yeah, Warlord brought up the $1 tickets at the Saints game. I didn't know about that. I actually have a friend who's at the stadium right now working that game. We're going to talk about gubernatorial candidate in Texas, Alan West, whose wife was arrested for DWI with a child in the vehicle. Alan West is demanding an apology from the cops. One of the Capitol Riders sentencing has been delayed after new video was discovered. The officer who shot Ashley Babbitt has been cleared. Oh, 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 the prosecution in the Kyle Rittenhouse case has apparently discovered a new video of Kyle saying he wishes he had his AK so he could shoot people. They've asked the judge if they could submit it into evidence. The leader of the Proud Boys has been sentenced. We're going to talk about the Taliban who is rejecting the U.S. withdrawal extension. I mean, we all know why the U.S. was unable to win in Afghanistan, right? It was because of the woke generals. I've got five minutes of Donald Trump talking about the woke generals. Plus all kinds of vaccine news. We're going to start off tonight talking about the infrastructure bill. The biggest story that no fucking news organization is talking about. Nancy Pelosi says House is working to get the infrastructure bill passed by October First, the infrastructure bills. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said... Ah, shut the fuck up. Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Saturday that the lower chamber is hard at work to pass both a bipartisan infrastructure bill and a larger Democrat-backed spending package by October the 1st. There was a lot of talk about how 
nine corporate Democrats are going to sink the $3.5 trillion bill. Got a little update on that. In a Dear Colleague letter distributed Saturday night, the speaker stated that the Build Back Better plan laid out by President Biden enjoys a broad and bipartisan level of public support throughout the country. Now, that is true. While it is not popular among Republican politicians who oppose anything that a Democrat proposes, the actual people are for it. Pelosi stated that the $3.5 trillion price tag for the larger infrastructure package, a legislative priority for the Biden administration, will remain the top-line number for the bill. The bill would include child care, home health care, and paid family and medical leave. Earlier this month, the Senate passed a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure measure with support from both sides of the aisle, this piece of legislation allocated, but it got more Republican support than I expected it to. It was like 67 votes total. Piece of legislation allocated money for more traditional infrastructure, such as updates to electrical grids, water systems, and public transit and airports, which we desperately fucking need. I'm sorry you have that problem, RB. I have no problem lasting. Be like, have you came yet? Like, oh, you gotta tell me. I'm just gonna keep going. Now, Wall Street is apparently telling investors to prepare for both spending bills to pass. Wall Street thinks moderates are bluffing and say investors should prep for both an infrastructure bill and a $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. Morgan Stanley and others say it's unlikely a group of nine Democrats will hold up President Joe Biden's $3.5 trillion package of health care and climate provisions. Representative Josh Gutmeyer that Congress should send infrastructure to Biden's desk first and then consider the $3.5 trillion reconciliation plan. Now, of course, the progressives in the House have said it has to be the other way. They're not going to vote for the bipartisan bill until the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package has passed. Or they will hold up the bipartisan bill. Major Wall Street brokerages are urging clients to look past Democratic infighting and prepare for a torrent of new government spending as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi brings two historic measures up for a vote. Strategists say the moderate Democrats hoping to persuade Pelosi to vote on the bipartisan infrastructure bill before a $3.5 trillion budget resolution will ultimately concede for fear of risking their re-election chances in 2022. I shit my pants on a regular basis, sir. It is sad how often I shit my pants. By the way, all buttholes are communist, so that is a problem with all our buttholes. Grix, welcome! I am feeling much better today. If I did indeed have the COVID, the vaccine has worked well. Okay, so here's the thing about going and getting tested. They only count breakthrough cases if you get hospitalized. 
Though I agree, when Sparkles thought she had the COVID a few weeks ago, I told her that she needed to go get tested so that we could have a good idea about the data. But it turns out they do not keep track of breakthrough cases unless you have been hospitalized. Well, I mean, especially my rectum has lost some elasticity. There's reasons behind that, though. California wildfires continue to rage. More than 13,500 firefighters were working Monday to contain a dozen large California wildfires that have destroyed hundreds of homes and forced thousands of people to flee to safety. After an extensive review of fire damage, Governor Gavin Newsom requested a presidential major disaster declaration for eight counties. If approved, the declaration would provide a wide range of assistance, including housing, food aid, unemployment, and governmental emergency costs. Nearly 43,000 Californians were under evacuation orders, and more than 50, or 500 households were in shelters. The pictures are just insane coming out of California. Like This thing's been going on for a few weeks now. Metamucil is fucking nasty. I try to just have a well-balanced diet. I get plenty of fiber elsewhere. Now, as we're on the topic of climate, rain has fallen atop Greenland's iced sheet for the first time on record. Rain fell at a place it should not have been rain. Those of you who still doubt global warming. We do not have a report on this, damn it. I wanted to play a video because I didn't turn down the air conditioner and my fucking ass is sweating. Fucking Krispy Kreme is awesome. I'm from the city that invented Krispy Kremes. I've been to the original Krispy Kreme restaurant. It's not called Krispy Kreme anymore. The the family sold Krispy Kreme off, and that's corporation now. But the the actual bakery that be, that became Krispy Kreme is still in Kingsport, Tennessee. Highly recommend it. The highest point in Greenland is not surprisingly covered in ice, but a week ago it was covered in rain for the first time on record. According to the National Snow and Ice Data Center, Greenland's ice sheet experienced temperatures above freezing for about nine hours on August 14th, allowing rain to fall. It's an alarming sign for the ice sheet to see melting events occur more frequently in recent years. Marks the third time in less than a decade that the National Science Foundation Summit Station observed temperatures above freezing and wet snow. Just a month ago, Greenland experienced a melting event on a scale large enough to cover the entire state of Florida in two inches of water. We're just going to keep seeing more and more catastrophic events. Talking about states covered in water. Wait till you see some of the videos from North Carolina and Tennessee. First, we're going to talk about the concert in New York City that was washed out. We love NYC concert. Canceled after Henry made landfall. 
Reading from the New York Post here, just when you thought we were ready to fall back in love with big live concerts again. <laughs> Mentioned it many times, I've got tickets to a show next month. I'm not expecting it to happen. I don't even know if I will go if it does happen. Hurricane Henry had other plans for New York City. The ominous HH, Hulk Hogan brother, washed out what was supposed to be a triumphant night for NYC more than a year after the COVID-19 pandemic shook the Big Apple. The We Love NYC, the homecoming concert on the Great Lawn of Central Park on Saturday night, midway into the concert as Barry Manilow built it out, I can't smile without you, the heavens opened up. And a pre-Henry arrived several hours earlier than expected, with the rain and lightning threat putting an end to what was turning into an epic event. I'm Barry Manilow. I'm sure it was a fucking epic event. It was as if Mother Nature was saying it was too soon to be celebrating overcoming COVID. Well, if you believe in signs from God, I would I would take it as that. Mother was very much telling us we're not home yet. I don't know who the fuck said that. Whoever this writer is for the New York Post, Chuck Arnold. Fairness, when the star-studded concert produced by music industry legend Clive Davis and concert biz behemoth Live Nation was announced last month by Mayor Bill de Blasio, things seem to be trending in a much more positive direction for New York. In mid-July, I've seen this coming for months now. I've been talking about it. I I stopped. Started going to restaurants after I was fully vaxxed in June. I stopped going to restaurants in June. Like, oh, 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 no, no, no. This isn't good. Even with some breakthrough positive tests among the vaccinated, there was some concern that we were not ready to be partying in the park like that quite yet. Even if proof of vaccination was required for entry. But when the sun came out just before the concert started at 5 p.m. with a yellow-dressed Gail King pretty much symbolizing it, it truly seemed as if brighter days were ahead. The CBS This Morning host introduced the New York Philharmonic, who had a level of gravitas and grandeur to the proceedings. Coming together to have a serious moment of recognition of all that we had survived before all the fun began. Wow, they they had fucking Rob Thomas and Carlos and they just dropped a new fucking single. They're trying to give you a summer hit 20 years later. They had fucking Journey with the little dude that fucking does the Steve Perry impression. Then de Blasio came out to a chorus of booze before introducing his the legendary R&B band Earth, Wind & Fire. And the elements truly took over after their performance with Hurricane Henry stopping the night before the Killers, Bruce Springsteen, and Paul Simon could even take the stage. Who was the fuck? Who was the target audience for this? The Killers, Bruce Springsteen, and Paul Simon. Interesting. Not saying that I wouldn't see the Killers, Paul Simon, or or the Boss. But it's just like, clearly that was aimed at Gen Xers, right? The aftermath of Henry and fucking, uh, what was the other 
storm that came through. Fuck, it pounded me. I don't even remember the name of it. Grace. Grace came up through the Gulf Coast, went up through Tennessee into New York or into North Carolina. I don't know what you mean, what software I'm using. Um, a multitude of softwares. Uh, OBS is the streaming software. This is a North Carolina woman watching her home get swept away by the storm. Oh, good, it missed my car. Oh, good, it missed her car. Now my car is going again. Uh, looks like it still hit the car, though. Um, I don't know how to answer that. I guess OBS is what you're wanting to know. Oh, yeah, he is a great singer. Absolutely. And that documentary about how they found him and shit, this is a great documentary. I, I highly recommend that. I think it's on Netflix. I didn't like the other guy they had before him, the Steve Aguilera or whatever the fuck he was called. I'm, I'm a pretty big Journey fan. This is some of the destruction in Waverly, Tennessee. 22 people have died. There's still like 20-something people missing. Just insane flash flooding. You think he sounds better than Steve Perry? Fuck, look at That's a house. That's not like a fucking double wide or something. It, it uprooted an entire house off its foundation and put it in the middle of the road. Just wild scenes. This is a video of the rescue effort. I'm it's almost up to the roof of this house. It's fucking ten foot of water. It's just insane. We're we're getting ready to watch a woman's live stream from Facebook right before she died after after being swept away. Luckily they were able to rescue this family. (laughs) 
And this, I feel so sorry because this area was hit by insane tornadoes. Like right before the start of the pandemic last year. At least 22 have died from the flooding with dozens still missing. Let me go back to the other video because I wanted to actually go to its story. Search crews worked through shattered homes and tangled debris on Monday looking for about a dozen people still missing after record-breaking rain sent floodwaters surging, killing at least 22 people. Saturday's flooding took out roads, cell phone towers, and telephone lines, leaving people uncertain about whether family and friends survived the unprecedented deluge with rainfall that more than tripled forecasts and shattered the state record for one-day rainfall. Emergency workers were searching door-to-door. Many of the missing live in the neighborhoods where the water rose the fastest. The sheriff there said uh, 12 to 15 people remain missing. Uh, The emergency management director said, I would expect giving the number of fatalities that we're going to see mostly recovery efforts at this point rather than rescue efforts. Fuck. Now, this is the video of the woman. Um... Linda Almond live stream this from her Facebook. Well, if anybody's seen me on Facebook live, we're being flooded right now in Waverly, Tennessee. Really scary. Uh, oh, hell, I wish I had one of those. Oh, I do. Can you, can you get, I think somebody just take the sign down. I need a light. So guys, like this, this is fucking wild because you're watching the last moments of this woman's life. Here. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Three times what was expected. Wow. Well, she was a QAnon nut. <laughs> Real sad that she perished. Tennessee woman took to social media as floodwaters rushed into her home Saturday morning to plead for help. Someone else on the video can be heard saying, I think something just hit the side of the house. They headed to the roof of the house and then she got swept away. Fuck.
So let's move on from that disaster in Tennessee to the other disaster in Tennessee. A COVID disaster. Probe finds evidence that the fired Tennessee vaccine official bought dog muzzle and sent to herself. Now, apparently, it was from a different Amazon account in Tennessee. I, I mentioned this story a couple weeks ago. Apparently, Bill Lee fired her because he didn't like the data, she said. And she claimed she got sent a dog muzzle beforehand. Tennessee investigation found evidence that the state's fired vaccine chief, Michelle Fiscus, purchased a dog muzzle that she previously claimed someone had mailed in an attempt to intimidate her. Fiscus, who denied sending herself the muzzle in a Monday tweet, has characterized her firing as a political move driven by Republican state officials after she shared a memo citing state law about whether adolescents can seek medical care, including a COVID vaccine, without their parents' permission. Once again, Bill Lee is one of those politicians I am almost positive is invested in that Regeneron shit. Which apparently is a very effective treatment. It's just really fucking expensive. And it has a very short time frame that you can administer it. Fiscus and her husband, Brad, had said in multiple interviews, including with CNN's Anderson Cooper, that the muzzle was sent anonymously to her state office through Amazon shortly before her firing. Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security found, though, found through a subpoena that the Amazon package containing the muzzle traced back to a credit card in Fiscus's name, according to an investigation uh, report obtained by Axios. Asked by investigators, Fiscus provided information for an Amazon account in her name. It was a different account than the one used to purchase the muzzle. The investigation concluded that the results of this investigation that purchases from both Amazon accounts were charged to the same American Express credit card in the name of Dr. Michelle D. Fiscus. I still think something smells funny about all this. Fiscus told investigators she felt the muzzle was a threat and she should stop talking about vaccinating people. The investigation was launched after Health Department official Paul Peterson altered the Department of Safety, alerted the Department of Safety about the apparent threat to Fiscus fired amid criticism from Republican lawmakers who were upset about the health department's efforts to convince teenagers to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Republican lawmakers criticized Fiscus on multiple fronts, highlighting a memo she sent explaining how providers in Tennessee could vaccinate some teenage patients without a parent's approval. The health department released a memo last month stating Fiscus was fired for poor interpersonal communication skills Ineffective management. The interpersonal communication skills are the last thing I'm going to look at when it comes to the qualifications for a doctor. Ineffective management in attempting to steer state money to a nonprofit she founded. Fiscus denied the allegations in the memo and shared years of sterling performance evaluations. She claims she was fired for attempting to do her job well. Follow up on that if new information comes to light. 
Meanwhile, in China, they have hit zero COVID cases with what Bloomberg calls draconian uh, uh, a month of draconian curbs. I don't, it's a weird way to put it. I guess they mean draconian restrictions. It's been just over a month and China has once again squelched COVID-19, bringing its local cases down to zero. It was more difficult this time, even though the leaders of the world's most populous nation used the same playbook they followed to quell more than 30 previous flare-ups. The arrival of more infectious Delta variant has raised the stakes as the pathogen refines its ability to escape curbs and flaunt or flout vaccination It's unclear how long the victory will last. The China model shows what it takes to get COVID under control and raises questions about whether other nations would be willing or able to follow the same draconian steps. That is the bias in the Bloomberg reporting. If they describe these steps to protect people, to make sure people don't die as draconian, Here's what happened between July 20th when news emerged of a cluster of infections among airport cleaning staff in the eastern city of Nanjing. August 23, when China returned to zero COVID. China took testing to an unprecedented level during this go-round. Local authorities checked their populations repeatedly a dozen times in one city alone to ensure every last infection was caught. In all, more than 100 million tests were administered. In the city of Yangzhou, some people were infected while waiting in line to get swabbed. Shit. Quarantines also played a larger role. The Chinese capital of Beijing at one point was sealed off from other places with even a single case. It also cut off trains and flights from hotspots around the country, even though the city ultimately posted fewer than 10 infections in the Delta flare-up. Well, that's how you stop the spread of an infectious disease. Regions introduced sweeping curbs from barring entry for people from high-risk areas to asking them to cut short vacations. Most had to remain isolated at home, a rule that was strictly enforced before returning to work and school. More than 200 neighborhoods were labeled high or medium risk, triggering sweeping curbs that disrupted lives and businesses. Meanwhile, in the U.S., we are taking a much different approach. The Atlantic, writing about how the coronavirus is here forever, and this is how we will live with it. I wish I'd been feeling more on my game last night when the dude came in and was talking about natural immunity. If I had to do over again, I'd look at him and be like, please, go out there, get infected, get your family infected. Get that natural immunity, dude. Put your money where your mouth is. In the 1980s, doctors at an English hospital deliberately tried to infect 15 volunteers with a coronavirus. COVID-19 did not yet exist. What interested those doctors was a coronavirus in the same family called 229E. causes the common cold. 229E is both ubiquitous and obscure. Most of us have had it. Probably first as children, but the resulting colds were so mild as to be unremarkable. And indeed, of the 15 adult volunteers who got uh, 229E, missed it up their nose, only 10 became infected, and of those, only 8 actually developed cold symptoms. The following year, the doctors repeated their experiment. 
They tracked down all but one of the original volunteers and sprayed 229E up their nose again. Six of the previously infected became reinfected, but the second time, none developed symptoms. From this, the doctors surmised that immunity against coronavirus infection wanes quickly and reinfections are common. But subsequent infections are milder, even asymptomatic. Not only have most of us likely been infected with 229E before, but we've probably been infected more than once. The tiny study made little impression at the time. In the 80s and 90s, coronaviruses still belong to the backwater of viral research. Because the colds they caused seemed trivial in the grand scheme of human health. Then in the spring of 2020, scientists urgently searching for clues to immunity against a novel coronavirus rediscovered this decades-old research. Before the emergence of SARS-CoV-2, which causes COVID-19, only four known coronavirus were circulating among humans, including 229E. All four of these coronaviruses cause common colds. And in the most optimistic scenario, experts have told me, our newest coronavirus will end up as the fifth. In that case, COVID-19 might look a lot like a cold from 229E. Recurrent, but largely unremarkable. Now, we would like to get to this by people getting vaccinated. We would like to get to this point through vaccinations. Not people getting it in mass unvaccinated and dying from it. The future may be hard to imagine with intensive care units filling up yet again during the Delta surge, but the pandemic will end. One way or another, it will end. The current spikes in cases and deaths are the result of a novel coronavirus meeting uh, uh, naive immune systems when enough people have gained some immunity through either vaccination or infection, preferably vaccination. The coronavirus will transition to what epidemiologists call an endemic, won't be eliminated but it won't upend our lives anymore. It's just unfortunate the pain and suffering that it's going to take when we could have just stopped it. The blanket of initial immunity laid down. There will be fewer hospitalizations and fewer deaths from COVID-19. Boosters can periodically re-up immunity too. Cases may continue to rise and fall in this scenario, perhaps seasonally, but the worst outcomes will be avoided. If you want to check out the rest of this article, it was in The Atlantic. It was titled, The Coronavirus is Here Forever. Now, it mentions the boosters. We are probably going to have to have, like, seasonal shots for it. The World Health Organization has called for a two-month vaccine booster moratorium. This is a issue I've talked about several times. The head of the World Health Organization on Monday called for a two-month moratorium on administering booster shots of COVID-19 vaccines as a means of reducing global vaccine inequality and preventing the emergence of new coronavirus variants. Who Director General Tedros Adnum Oh shit, that's not even his whole name. Gabreus I'm sorry I fucked your name up, dude. Told reporters in Hungary's capital, Budapest, 
that he was really disappointed with the scope of vaccine donations worldwide as many countries struggled to provide first and second doses to more than small fractions of their populations while wealthier nations maintain growing vaccine stockpiles and hell, the, the state I'm sitting in threw out about 50,000 doses. Tedros called on countries offering third vaccine doses to share what can be used for boosters with other countries so they can increase their first and second vaccination coverage. Or what I would prefer to see is release the intellectual property so other countries can manufacture their own vaccines. Several countries, including the United States, Israel, and Hungary, as well as others in Europe and the Middle East and Asia, are already offering or planning to offer their populations COVID-19 booster shots. Early August, Hungary became the first country in the 27-member European Union to allow residents to sign up for a third dose. More than 187,000 people have received a booster so far, according to government statistics. Now, while COVID is providing a slew of problems, it is helping us deal with one of our our other problems we face in this country. Hundreds of cops are dying of COVID and they still won't get vaccinated. A year and a half after the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, Fruitland, Maryland Police Chief Brian Swafford says the COVID-19 vaccination rate within his department is far behind where he'd like it to be. And he's having a hell of a time convincing officers to get the potentially life-saving shot, especially when politics come into play. I have no violence against cops. They're the ones committing the violence against cops. Some people that voted for Trump are the ones now saying, oh, I'm not getting it. We saw Trump get fucking booed when he's like, I got the vaccine. And people in Alabama are like, boo! And Swafford, whose whose department of 20 officers is 60% vaccinated, well, Donald Trump got this vaccine. So it's the same vaccine that you're going to get under President Biden. So because your guy didn't win now, it's a hoax? Come on. Fucking you can't logic with people that didn't come to their position logically. If their decision is based on politics and not their health, I'd like to change their mind, he added. I wish I could get them to step back and look at it a different way, but they're just not going to because right-wingers are fucking morons. I mean, technically, he won the Electoral College in 2016. He certainly didn't win the popular vote either time. Since the start of the global pandemic, more police officers have died of COVID than all other causes combined in the line of duty. Just by the nature of their work, having to interact with the public on a near daily basis, exposure to the virus is almost a certainty. But... Despite the mounting death count, law enforcement officers in the country are simply not getting vaccinated. Their reluctance, whether over politics, retaliation for growing criticism toward their profession, or distrust, retaliation for growing criticism toward their profession. What? 
They're retaliating against themselves. Or distrust for something as new as the COVID-19 vaccine is putting themselves and the communities they're supposed to serve at risk and their bosses are running out of ways to convince them otherwise. Well, I would like to point out The court has okayed boring high IQs for cops, meaning that cops routinely discriminate against smart people. And we see the consequences of that. Earlier this month, the Fraternal Order of Police, a prominent police union representing 356,000 members of law enforcement across the nation, reported that 537 of its members died after contracting the virus. <laughs> oh shit. Good on them. I encourage you motherfuckers. Freedom. Don't get the shot. Fortunately, children are unable to get the shot and we are seeing child hospitalizations hit pandemic records. Because who didn't see that coming? are starting to fill up as more children are starting to get serious infections from COVID-19. Fox 13's Justin Matthews joins us now live in Tampa with the reason for this increase in serious infections among kids. Justin. I'm not high enough for this shit. Hey, Dan, medical experts say it's because of two things. Children 12 and under are unable to get vaccinated and because the Delta variant is highly transmissible. Recent data from the Florida Department of Health shows the new case positivity rate in our state for children ages 12 and under is 23%. If we have an increased number of cases, that means we're going to have an increased number of kids that do get serious symptoms as well. You're going to have increased deaths too. Pediatric, um, hospitals are filling up with COVID patients. Dr. Michael Tang is an immunologist and professor of health at the University of South Florida. He says the Delta variant is the reason for children having more severe COVID-19 infections. A different story from last summer. Delta is just extremely transmissible. We're seeing an increase of cases. In a report published by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the state of Florida stopped reporting child hospitalizations on June 24th. Last week, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services said nearly 2,000 children nationwide were being hospitalized for COVID-19, setting a new pandemic record for kids. Fucking shit. Um, And to see all these children end up in the hospital because because they can't get vaccinated, and then, you know, the, the people around them have not done a good job in protecting them. Dr. Ting says there's still a lot we can do to protect children who are. A free speech. Uh, the losers are the Republicans. The Republicans are the losers. You get that, right? Donald Trump was the loser. <clears throat> we do a political show. Of course, they're going to argue about politics. Shit. But hey, Everyone, including the right, agrees there are are things that are wrong with this country. Abolishing the Electoral College will go a long way in fixing that shit. So everybody should be for it. Because right now, the Electoral College causes people from different states to be weighted differently. All of our votes should count equally. My vote should just count as much as someone's in Wyoming. The person in California should count just as much 
as the person in DC? Uh, well, we were on it just a little bit ago. Unable to get vaccinated. Going back to what we were all doing throughout 2020. That, of course, wearing masks, social distancing, and frequent hand washing. Dan? And what they've said all along? And not letting sparkles come over. I didn't want to miss out on our second episode of the Friday Night Freak Show, though. Now, speaking of Florida, 75 doctors actually walked out today in protest. By the way, Polk County deputy dies of COVID-19 after weeks in hospital. Call back to our earlier story. See what these doctors had to say. Agreed that vaccinations are the best way to save our community. So please get vaccinated. Are unable to get vaccinated. Now I'd like to introduce you to a close friend and also my family's pediatrician, Dr. Sari Katz. Video skipping around a little bit. I'm Sari Katz. I'm speaking to you today as a pediatrician and a mom so that they can go to school and to their activities without getting sick. Our medical community. Well, I mean, the, the Electoral College is a. We're fortunate enough to have with us. Is a huge issue. Well, I mean, we still need to abolish it. Opportunity to provide the proper. Uh, this, we are exhausted. This video is wild. Resources are running low, and we need your help. The vaccine still remains the most effective and reliable way to stop this madness. The face of COVID is the person standing next to you. It is the unknown and it's very unpredictable. So I plead with you and the community one more time, please get vaccinated. But Trump told me not to. The heartbreak now is we're not just going into to work. John Handy said freedom. Who don't need to be in the hospital, who are healthy, who are young, who don't have the comorbidities that we typically see. And they, they, they're getting this from a preventable illness. And even if they do get the, vac- get the vaccine and get the illness, I'm not seeing them. They're staying home. They're getting through this like a cold. Well, that's what I had. It was a little bit worse than a cold. It's, it's difficult to deal with sometimes. Um, Does it make you angry? Frustrated, yeah. I, I feel some anger sometimes, yeah. Um, it's, it's trying to reach out to us when we've already extended our hand to help them. And they pushed it aside and ignored our advice, and then they come back asking, and it's, it's, it's frustrating and heartbreaking. Rand Paul says it doesn't work. We got natural immunity. Remember we played that school board meeting a couple weeks ago from Williamson County, Tennessee? That was wild as fuck. Well, this guy had a response to it. I think it's the same place. Yep. Uh, Williamson County, Tennessee. I'm a dad in Williamson County. <clears throat> Didn't plan on speaking, but here we go. Uh, first of all, critical race theory is not in our schools, and it never was. 
and the people here to complain about it did not know what it was six months ago and had never heard of it. That's why they're going after diversity, equity, and inclusion instead and trying to pretend they're the same thing. They aren't. And frankly, it's just another buzzword. Like the dude that came in here last night was like, what's your thoughts on Sharia law? Like it's, it's anything the right wingers can throw out that sounds scary. Sharia law, cultural Marxism, uh, uh, fucking critical race theory. There aren't many communities around the globe that need DEI more than this one that we live in. On another note, I'm a dad of a new kindergartner and her first day was right after the chaos last week. She went to school and was one of just a few kids in her class wearing a mask, which made her ask me why she had to. My answer was because we want to take care of other people. She's five years old, but she understood that concept. And it's disappointing that more adults around here can't seem to grasp it. I asked a pastor friend of mine, and he was very clear there's no actual biblical justification for using the Bible to get out of a mask mandate passed by a majority of this elected board. But thousands are doing it anyway. Well, as I, as I pointed out, fucking Christians had no problem with fucking masks. Did I save that picture? They were using it to bash fucking gay people during the AIDS epidemic. They're like, oh, we need to wear masks to protect ourselves against AIDS. Yeah, that didn't save the picture. Just exemption, which is frankly just sad. Avoiding masks is not in the Bible, but taking care of others is. And now today we have Governor Lee's executive order to allow opt-outs, which is government overreach undercutting a local decision. If you only like democracy when it goes your way, you don't actually like democracy. They don't like democracy. That's the problem. That's why, that's why they protect shit like the Electoral College. They don't want democracy. Democracy. Thank you. Our next speakers, Sally thank, thank you, dude, for having some fucking sense. Now, speaking of that exact school board meeting, let's hear from some of the fucks that were there. One of the local news stations uh, interviewed them. everyone for the first time, the man featured in a video accused of threatening mask supporters, you remember, is answering questions from News 4. Now, you may recall that video and how it prompted outrage from even the President of the United States. Rod Lunn is... Now, going back to the story about the cops that we did earlier, notice that none of the cops are wearing masks the man in the black t-shirt and has remained silent since that incident he agreed to only speak with our marissa sulik she is here tonight so does he have any regrets marissa oh he's got a crush eh? a lot of people in williamson county and across the country want to hear from him he's faced a lot of criticism since that video went viral and today we sat down and asked him the tough questions we know who you are no more masks keep it calm keep it calm it took one cell phone recording you better watch out of Rod Lund shouting at a mask supporter. Keep that little smug. To put him in the center of national debate on masks in schools. He said some things in the video like, we know who you are and you'll never be allowed in public again. Would you categorize that as a threat to that person? Yes. That would be in no way a threat. For the first time, Lund is answering questions about that now infamous video. How would you explain your behavior in that video? You're an idiot. I'm not the reality is it it looks it looks bad the reality is you're a fucking moron that's the reality and you've been propagandized by bullshit and I 
I understand, uh, but we're, you know, we're not, we're not being listened to. We're just being told what to do. Juan says he got angry because parents who opposed the mask mandate weren't being heard at the meeting. Do you have kids in the school district at all? I actually don't have kids. I felt like it was my... He doesn't have kids, and he was at a school board fucking meeting. He feels like he is not being listened to about an issue that doesn't involve him in any fucking way because he's been watching Tucker Carlson. He's been listening to Ben Shapiro, fucking Rand Paul, all those dumb fucks. Right-wing propaganda will rot your fucking brain. And, and obviously see what's going on. After the school board voted to mandate masks for elementary schools, the crowd spilled out into the parking lot, and Lund started being recorded. The situation was more controlled than it looks like. I, I know that sounds crazy. There is a completely different <laughs> side of the story. No, there's not! I think, you know, there's more video coming out. Of, of events and things that transpired. For instance, one says the other side of the story is on the other side of this car. He says the driver trying to leave almost hit a child in the parking lot. And everybody's taking notes, buddy. But Lund's statements came before that near accident. He says he'd reached the boiling point. As mad as I seemed, I actually. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fiery guy at times because I'm passionate. You're an idiot. While one defends his actions on the video, that doesn't mean he's willing to watch it again. I just want to get your take on that video. Do you mind if we watch it together really quick? I, I would I would rather not. Well, that sounds like regret. Because he knows he's full of shit. Well, it's been one week since this happened, and that video, like we said, has gone viral. What has he been up to since then? Well, Marius Lund says he's been staying at home. He says he and his parents have gotten death threats since the meeting. Even packages with suspicious powders have been mailed to him. And he says he's been talking with TBI and Williamson County Sheriff's Office, who is investigating. So he's the victim. Oh, my God. What an entitled asshole. Oh, I'm getting death threats after I fucking threatened somebody on video. Fuck me, dude. Well, I mean, I wouldn't snort anything that just came in a package in the mail. I only uh, snort approved powders from uh, dealers that I know and trust. This is a video that's been going viral today after the FDA approved the uh, Pfizer vaccine. Like I was saying, there's no way in hell I'm going to take this vaccine, not till it's approved by the FDA. What was that? It just got approved? Only FDA approved powders. When the NRA approves it, because you know what they say. The only way to stop... Or, I mean, in this country, the CIA approved powders. A bad guy with a shot is a good guy with a shot. Had to stop smelling drugs. About 
Pfizer. The FDA stressed moments ago in the briefing that the process for approval, it's intense. Science and data will always lead the way. Are you hopeful that this could be the thing that will persuade at least some of the people out there who are hesitant to get the shot to finally get the shot? Like I was saying, there's no... I... The woman I had the the bikini model I had the fucking argument with the other day. That was her thing. Like it's not FDA approved. It's not FDA approved. I'm like, it's approved for emergency use. It's FDA approved. But then she goes on like essential life fucking supplements or whatever. I looked it up. They uh, sought FDA approval 40 years ago. Never received it. Warlord, she was a uh, she was on WWE Tough Enough. That's how I knew who she was. She was a really tall blonde lady they had on there. No way in hell, I'm gonna take this vaccine not till it's approved by the FDA. What was that? It just got approved. Jones. Of course, it got approved. I'm not gonna let the government tell me what to do with my body. I'll tell you what. I'll get the vaccine. When the NRA approves it, because you know what they say. The only way to stop a bad guy with a shot is a good guy with a shot. The Fellowship of the Ring, I'll I'll get it when they approve it, because as we all know, one does not simply approve a vaccine. Hell, if you can get my dad's approval, then you're in, because I've been trying to get it my whole life, and I still ain't got it. The gas station, if it... If Gave me a coffin fit. They sell will make your thing bigger. Then if they approve the vaccine, I'll get it. Plus, you'd probably be able to get some speedy reward. Okay, like, I don't know what that shirt is. Is that Ric Flair on his shirt? It looks like a flare going, woo! I, but it also doesn't look like Ric Flair. Yeah, the Vatican, now there's a group you can trust with your body. Plus, like, that face kind of looks like Lindsey Graham. Like, what the fuck? It's a three-pence shirt. <laughs> if the vaccine turns out to be bad, then they'll just move it to a different parish. My cousin Marvin, Marvin Barry, if he called me up and said, you know that new vaccine you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. So, yeah, I will get the vaccine once all them groups approve. <laughs> That's pretty good. I love the Back to the Future reference in there. <laughs> Is it, is it, like, is it Flair? Is it Pence? Is it fucking... Lindsey Graham? I don't know who the fuck is on that shirt. Bus driver shortages are the latest challenge hitting U.S. schools. A Montana school district is dangling $4,000 bonuses and inviting people to test drive big yellow school buses in hopes of enticing them to take a job that schools are struggling to fill as kids return to in-person classes. It's three pences. Really? I'm going to have to try to find that on Google. See if I can buy that shirt. Delaware School District offered to pay parents $700 to take care of their own transportation, and a Pittsburgh district delayed the start of classes and said hundreds more children would have to walk to school. Uh, it says this one's offering $21.19 an hour. Uh, I don't think that's enough. I mean, you got to have a CDL to drive a bus. 
Shortage of bus drivers is complicating the start of a school year already besieged by the highly contagious Delta variant of COVID-19. Contagious disagreement over masking requirements and the challenge of catching up on educational ground lost as the pandemic raged last year. Well, I mean, they have to keep fucking canceling classes. It's not like they're going to catch up on any ground lost. Driver shortfall isn't new, but a labor shortage across many sectors and the pandemic's lingering effects have made it worse since about half the workforce was over 65 and more vulnerable to the virus, said Joanna McFarland, co-founder and CEO of school ride service company Hop Skip Drive, which tracks school bus issues. Her company conducted a survey in March that found nearly 80% of districts that responded were having trouble finding enough bus drivers. The issue is compounded by the fact that school districts' funding comes from property taxes, so I'm sure they're not having a hard time finding bus drivers in the richer district. A lot of bus drivers have to go and like um, do extracurricular activities. Uh, they go back to the the board and because you have to you have to also like do mechanical work. You have to know. Uh, how, like how to service the engine and shit. They go back to the board and they, they service the engine during the day. Orlando urges reduced water usage as liquid oxygen used to purify water goes to COVID patients. Oh, did they did they dangle more money at them to uh, get them to stay? City of Orlando and its water utility made an urgent appeal Friday afternoon for residents to cut back sharply on water usage for weeks because of a pandemic-triggered shortage of liquid oxygen used to purify water. Commercial and residential customers are unable to reduce water usage quickly and sufficiently. Orlando Utilities Commission may issue a system-wide alert for boiling water needed for drinking and cooking. Without reductions in water usage, a boil water alert would come within a week, utility officials said. Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck. Denied them a... I don't know how the system is still going. I don't know how... Everything hasn't just grinded to a screeching halt, which it has in one Texas town. I I have a feeling we're going to see this all over. We're going to watch that piece here in just a second. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer asked residents to immediately stop watering their lawns, washing their cars, and using pressure washers. Landscape irrigation consumes about 40% of water provided by OUC. Medical authorities have reported that along with a spike in hospitalizations for COVID cases, hospitals are relying increasingly on treatment involving high flows of supplemental oxygen for patients. That has spurred a nationwide shortage for liquid oxygen, which has been exacerbated by a lack of available tanker trucks and drivers. Fuck! Now, this is the story of the Texas town I just referenced. It has basically shut the fuck down. There's not enough people to do anything in the town. In the small oil field town of Ira Ann in West Texas. Oh, we'll check. Ira Ann? 
I was I I was gonna call it a ran. Get out and see. Just about everyone passes by Nancy Beck's barbecue joint. But recently, most mm, there's some good looking ribs. They're just quiet. You know, the lady across the street, she has it. She's been flown out. She's in ICU. In the span of two weeks this month, 119 people got tested for COVID at Ira Ann General Hospital, and 50 tested positive, a 42% positivity rate. So this is Carla's desk. Vicky Zapata says her co-worker Carla Balderas and Carla's husband Sammy both got infected. Because this is somebody that I love so much. I know her love for her husband. I tell her, um, I knew I loved you, but I didn't know how much I loved you until you went through this. Sammy got sick first, Vicky says, and in a matter of days, had trouble breathing and was hospitalized. Carla quarantined at home with her nine-year-old son as her fever spiked, says Vicky. It breaks my heart that I can't, you know, open the door and hug her. Yes, we believe in healing in the name of Jesus. Vicky, we're gonna- In the name of Jesus, like that's gonna do you any good. Fuck. a community prayer outside the couple's home and streamed it live. It was a cry of, of mercy to God for him to have mercy on our town. Like I said, we had had COVID before, but never to this magnitude. For God to have mercy on your town. Like if fucking you believe in God, then God is doing that to you. Town residents followed along from their cars to be COVID safe. In the name of Jesus, we declare healing over Sammy, over his lungs, Father. But Sammy's condition deteriorated. Ira and General Hospital. How's that Jesus working out for you? I mean, I hate to be callous. Praying for an ICU bed to free up. That was hard. But we know that our facility doesn't have the capability to be able to take care of him. When a bed opened up, Sammy was rolled out on a stretcher and airlifted about 100 miles away to San Angelo, Texas. At least one Ira Ann resident has been airlifted out of state for care because of the lack of available ICU beds in Texas. No one here knows exactly how the outbreak started. Last week, the school district shut down after about a quarter of staff and about 16% of the students got infected or exposed to the virus, says the superintendent there. Just 16%? Like, they're still trying to go to school all around here, and it's far more than 16%. We did the entire year uh, last year during school. The beloved football season is postponed. Homecoming hangs in the balance. Are you in city council? And city council. We still gonna try to play football around here? Shit. Aye. Uh, to close the city building to residents. How concerned are you? Very. I mean, this is. To me, it's pretty serious. With so many people in quarantine, Ira Ann is quieter than normal, especially now as the town begins to mourn. Sammy died just five days after an ICU bed became available. It's just horrible. You know, it's just... Say no more, sir. I'll take care of it. So bad. We're going to miss Sammy so bad. Nancy, like everyone else here, just wants this COVID outbreak to end so this little Texas town can get back to its big old self. Rosa... This is also a weird-sounding fucking Vosot.
Now, most people in the U.S. actually do support mask mandates, vaccine mandates. Despite what fucking idiot right-wingers would tell you, anxiety in the United States over COVID-19 is at its highest level since winter, a new poll shows as the Delta variant rages. More states and school districts adopt mask and vaccination requirements, and the nation's hospitals once again fill the capacity. Still not seeing the fucking government do anything about it. I'm I'm pretty convinced that their plan is to like let it take out some of your kids, and that's how we're gonna get to herd immunity. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were we were talking. There is a doctor in Birmingham that is no longer seeing uh, unvaccinated patients. We did the story about the 75 doctors that walked out. I got. Sorry about your damn luck. I mean, you had the opportunity. And there's no legal mechanism that the federal government can force you to take a vaccine. But as I've, I've, I've said it on this show, it needs to be required for the military. It needs to be required to attend uh, public school. It needs to be required for any company that does business with the federal government. Any federal employee needs to be required to take the vaccine. And then from there, it just works its way out and you get most of the population vaccinated. And we might we might see that now that the Pfizer has been uh, completely approved. Poll from the Associated Press, Nork Center for Public Affairs Research also finds that majorities of American adults want vaccination mandates for those attending movies, sports, concerts, and other crowded events, those traveling by airplane, and workers in hospitals, restaurants, stores, and government offices. And like there are people throwing a fit about nurses. Like, oh, you're going to have a, nor- a nurse shortage if you require vaccination. Let them fucking quit. If they are working in the medical profession and they don't understand the importance of vaccination, they have no business working in the medical profession. A good way to weed them out. Poll shows that 41% are extremely or very worried about themselves or their family becoming infected with the virus. That is up from 21% in June. And about the same as in January during the country's last major surge when 43% were extremely or very worried. Let's hear what uh, Biden had to say earlier today about private companies and vaccines. We'll let that ad play, and I'll go ahead and tell you that I'm not high enough to listen to Joe Biden right now. Take this opportunity to hit this bong. Buddy, somebody hit the rips in the chat. Back to smoking after I was drinking last night. I did the, the a hot toddy. Man, that will knock the congestion right out of you. I'll have you on sometime, free speech. I mean, you can call in if you want. I'm always down for an argument. Like I was gonna I was gonna have you on and have like a fucking nameplate that has your logo and shit on it and give you like to promote your show and all that good shit. 
I've imposed vaccination requirements that will reach millions. Why are you jealous? Like, that I can actually hit some fucking pot? Gorgles? When, when we were getting ready for the freak show the other night, I don't think she ever was able to, like, get a good hit. She was trying to smoke a joint the entire time and couldn't take a drag off of it. I'm so sorry. I told, like, let me make you a hot toddy. It really did knock it right the fuck out of me. Millions of Americans. Today I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that'll reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader, who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements. He did say lever. As I said last week, vaccination requirements have been around for decades. Students, healthcare professionals, our troops are typically required. I learned, I went back to school later on in life, you know, like when I was 27, 28. Uh, I found out, like, oh, yeah, I got to go get some shots. There's some shit that expires. To receive vaccination, to prevent everything from polio to smallpox, measles, mumps, rubella. In fact, the reason most people in America don't worry about polio, smallpox, measles, mumps, and rubella today is because of vaccines. It only makes sense to require a vaccine to stop the spread of COVID-19. With today's FDA full approval, there's another good reason to get vaccinated. So, please get vaccinated now. Please, please, we want to get back to normal. But I mean, it doesn't seem like the fucking government is going to take any kind of action. I know in my state, we are open for business. We are not closing down. No matter how many people were in the hospital. They moved the waiting room. They moved the waiting room for the hospital here in my county out into the parking lot. I wasn't talking to you, Google. Shut the fuck up. No, do not contact the emergency room. Hey, Google, shut up. Hopefully she's done now. I I believe it's a it's pretty much a, across the country that they have stopped elective surgeries and that they aren't allowing visitors any longer. I mean, it, we saw the water story. Yeah, Google is trying to help. I know. Oh, you want to argue with me about something? All right, that's fine. Should I go ahead and wait? We're going to talk about Afghanistan. I'll wait for you to call in, though. I'll just yak. I can I can always talk about bullshit. I'm interested in what you want to yak with me about. I... The CEO of Ballad ha- 
has been like pleading. He's a hardcore Republican, like a super donor to Governor Bill Lee, has been pleading, pleading with him to to fucking take steps to to curb this, to, to, to put some kind of mitigation effort into place. Oh yeah, here we go. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? What's up, Justin? Not this a thing. What's up with you? This is this is John, the uh, Free Speech Forum guy. What's up, John? Not much, man. I got you know I've been feeling a little sore throat thing coming on, but I don't know if it's allergies or something, something you know more uh, COVIDy, but we'll see. Well, I hope you don't have the COVID. I, I had some issues yesterday. I will tell you, I, uh, a hot toddy knocked it right out of me. <laughs> Get you some tea, yeah, some lemon, some honey, and some bourbon. I, I used to party hard back in the day, but it always landed me in just some disaster situations. So so I don't, you know, I don't do too much of that anymore. But anyways, I really like what you got going on, man. You know, it's cool how... I've never seen that that software where you can stream and show the website and stuff like that. Oh, well, like, uh, OBS is what all the streamers use. Yeah, I guess, you know, we partnered with this local studio in town, and I I think that they try and, I don't know, they got their own software. I I really don't do, you know, I just kind of sit there, and they set up everything, and we just kind of chat. But... You know, you'd, you'd be surprised, you know, a lot of people see free speech right now, free speech forum, and they think that we're like right wing, <laughs> but that's not really the case at all. You know, we've been drawing a pretty strong conservative audience, but, uh, you know, we're, and we're actually much more than we're, we're not really a YouTube channel. We're actually a website. Like what kind of things and, you do on your website? So it's just a forum. You know, it's actually a forum. TheFreeSpeechForum.com Oh, hell yeah. uh, Yeah, we'll go check that out. Yeah, and and, you know, like I said, like, it actually started with a bunch of Q people, you know, and... uh, Well, Q people are idiots. You know that, right? Well, so, so I was on 4chan back when the Q shit started, and I actually took that virus over to another... Uh, message board and then eventually uh, the mods started deleting all that stuff and you know it just kind of pissed me off like I don't subscribe to the queue you know are you sure you don't oh yeah I'm positive man I'm definitely not a coomer but you find (laughs) that most of those people have like broken but there's still definitely some like holding on to uh to the secret military intelligence saving the world. I mean, I, I find it com- kind of humorous. These, you know, but uh, it's not humorous anyway. though, because I mean, I mean, they they tried to instigate a coup on the country. Well, you know, where, wherever that came from, uh, you know, the thing that that is—it's not wherever it came from. Whole, we know exactly where it came from. We know the groups that were behind it. Well, the thing that's really disturbing about the whole Q phenomenon is like how. Whatever Stupid they are. Was, came, came and it just grabbed hold of people's minds. I mean, it was like mass hysteria. And 
you know, I, I guess HBO did a documentary of where it came from or whatever. But anyways, you know. Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic whatever, documentary. I highly recommend it. I'll, I'll have to check it out. I mean, like generally my, my approach on the Internet is just like I just spew information everywhere. I don't really have an opinion. I mean, I do have some opinions, but uh, so so in our site, mostly conservative. However, we do have some strong liberal voices on our site, and you know, I I stand up and make sure that those voices are heard, because you'd be surprised at how how you know the conservative crowd like wants these people banned. From the site, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all because, like, every time I encounter an organization like yours that talks about free speech, like, it, like they don't actually believe in free speech. Right, man, and I get it, you know, and it makes me, it makes me sick. But like, I run the shit, and I will, will stand up for any voice, you know. But we've actually had a few guys gain some traction on there, and you know, sometimes. Sometimes it trolls the shit out of the the other the right wing crowd, but um, anyway, it's kind of just like fun to watch, you know. Uh, it's pretty active, but uh, so how long have you been doing your thing? I've been in broadcasting for twenty years, but I've been doing this show for about a year. Okay, yeah, you got the voice for radio. Well, thank you very. Uh, and this this is me like incredibly sick right now. I'm not at my. I'm not at the top of my game. <laughs> Oh, man, I know, like, I'm kind of with you, too, but I seriously appreciate you reaching out, you know, and I really would like to, like, channel you into our audience. Um, like I said, there's going to be some people on board, and other people will just get pissed off about you. But Oh, you know, oh, I, oh no, 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 I go for the hate follows. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, to me, that's just all good humor, you know. But, uh, and I mean, I guess, you know, with, with your show called the troll, the troll show or whatever, the troll patrol, uh, troll patrol. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, uh, but yeah, we should definitely do something more official, you know, and I'm not really the guy that's going to come on and argue with you. Well, what it really, okay. I, you, you told me your issue is censorship. Like what, what do you, what do you mean when you, when you say censorship? I mean, just like deleting people's comments, deleting, you know, Trump being pushed off social media. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. He incited a riot. Like, he, he incited a coup against the country. Uh, I mean, he, he was pushed off before that happened. No, he but, wasn't. Well, I, 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 I could be mistaken. You are. Okay. Well, I'm willing to accept that, you know, and... uh. I just want to provide a, a place where we don't censor things. Well, you know? okay. So here's the thing: is like Twitter and Facebook, they are companies. You are engaging right. with their product, so they get to make the rules. Oh yeah, I have no issue with that. You know. Yeah, because that's just and capitalism. It's actually been really good for my business because, you know, we we've had. We've got 3,000 people on the site. We really just opened up for business on August 1st. And, like, the last few weeks, our traffic's grown by 40%. And, um... I mean, I found you because you bought an ad. Facebook showed me an ad. So you've got some money. Oh, yeah, man. So, 
you know, we've had some, some serious donations come in and actually had some investors step up. Why? Some, what, know, what, what are I'm you providing sure. that, that got you this money? So it's an internet. I mean, it's a forum, you know, it's an internet forum where we don't censor anybody. We don't allow pornography. You know, we don't allow. So you do censor people. Well, we actually do have a, a private forum, but we want people to be able to enjoy the forum from work. And so, you know, pornography is kind of the one rule, you know, illegal on the main forum that is, but but you know, I mean, and, and anything anything illegal, you know. Okay, so my, my question is, have you ever questioned the motivation of the people giving you money? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. Why are they funneling I, money into your organization? For what reason? To build a forum free of, free of censorship. But I you mean, just like, admitted you censor you people. So pornography, so the specific reason is we want to have a forum that people can get on from work. We do have a not safe for work forum that is separate from that. But the main forum, that's the one thing. And I mean, you just can't allow illegal things, incitement for violence. You know, you can't just, you just can't have that on your platform. So you, you do have a form of censorship. There, that's called gatekeeping, right? Well, that's, that's cool, man. I mean, you know, uh, at some point, uh, I, I feel like there's already places on the internet that are that are just kind of completely wide open, you know. But it seems like the audience kind of understands where we are. I mean, you know, I'm I'm wide like open. It. This is a free speech forum right here. I'll take calls from anybody, any comments. Yeah, but I want to know. I want to know why are people funneling money into you and for what purpose? It's exactly what I said, man. You know, uh, there's a large contingency of people that believe that there's a lot of censorship happening online. And so... No, there's not. There are private companies exercising their right. You can go and make a website, but you have to pay for the bandwidth and the hosting. Right. And I mean, that's what I did. You know, we have our own servers. We bought our own server. I, I live in a town. Well, there you go. So you're not upset about censorship. You're upset about a private company doing what they want with their bandwidth. I mean, personally, I'm not upset with anything because, I mean, I'm capitalizing on this opportunity. You know, um, we bought our own server. Uh, we we built this beautiful website. You know, uh, it seems to be gaining traction. People want us to create media, so we're doing that. We're just having fun, you know. What people want you to create medium? For what purpose? Uh, really, just kind of have fun and not take take all this news and shit so serious. Isn't that so what I, I'm doing? I, I, oh yeah, exactly, man. And like, if you look at your Facebook message, like, I reached out to you and saying like, "Hey, man, I really like what you're doing. I like people." creators that are not associated with with a giant corporation and I would like to help rise these ships and get these people more attention. So you're anti-capitalist? <laughs> I, I guess like in a way it's like I've never I've never pinned my political beliefs any direction you know 
I got put out of work a month ago. I had a career as electrical engineer, radar engineer, and I got put out of work for some reason. And it was incredible how well and immediate I was able to get insurance for my family. You know, it was wonderful. I'm a huge believer in the system that's been set up because I never missed a beat. You know, I just went on the insurance site, got insurance. And, oh, the uh, Obamacare side, the exchange. Yeah, it's wonderful, man. It really, it really saved me in a tough time. And oh, that's so, awesome! I'm like, not, I thought you were talking about Cobra, and I'm like, oh wow, Cobra fucks you over. No, man, fuck that. Okay, but okay, cool, cool, I, cool. So, like, you know, I'm not having to pay insurance. I got, I got six year old girls that immediately recovered. You know, and uh, it was really impressive to me it's like how these systems are in place to help people out when they fall on these times now i would i would tell you that those systems are not robust enough oh yeah i mean i can understand that too you know i've been trying to work with the fucking unemployment office and that's just an unmitigated disaster i will give you uh if you if you have problems with the unemployment uh contact your state rep okay yeah so well and uh yeah, I just sent my appeal in today. But, I mean, the big story is we do have voices of both sides on our forum. Like, I would love to collaborate with you guys. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. I'm going to come uh, in there and fuck shit up. Are you ready for it? Do it, man. Like, do it. You will have some people join in with you. And uh, you will have some people incredibly butthurt, you know. Oh, we I make people butthurt. Couple- we had a guy come in from Reddit last week, you know, somebody had made a post about us on Reddit, and he's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and troll those guys. And he's had some level of success coming in and trolling people, but he's also got people that that believe in his belief, you know, and I, uh, so it's really, you know, my part here is like, I'm a technology developer, you know, that's what I've always done. And so, you know... We're building up our own servers. We're building up our own software. You know, we're working on doing things like a search engine in a marketplace. I happen to be in a town that's just packed full of engineers and scientists. I and, I uh, actually noticed that uh, we we are local together. Well, I saw your phone number. Are you sitting? Yeah, yeah. Are you are you in, are you in the A-Town? sitting right here in Alabama, sir? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, I'm not. Maybe that's how. You- Maybe that's how you saw, I saw your number and I was like, that's a New York number. It is. But, uh, so, so maybe we'll have to get together sometime, you know, and, and discuss this more. But anyways, like, I really appreciate you having me call in and, you know, I'm seriously like on your team, you know, um, I, I want more people like us to have a voice and, and not have to. Like, I just can't stand, like, the big corporate media. Corporations, whatever. Fucking Fox News, Newsmax, fuck them. Like, you know, Sean Hannity can lick my asshole, Tucker Carlson, and so can everybody at CNN. You know, I don't care. And, uh... Well, I tell people I mean, that I you you watch this show and you will be far better informed than if you watch the equivalent of any cable news outlet. I mean, that's what I'm saying, you know. I mean, it's clear you have some opinions, but it's really cool how you're presenting the news, you know. Thank that's you. That's what I really like. 
how you had the website and everything. Like, I would like to promote your show nightly on my website. Please, and, please, because I, uh, I, I, more people come in and troll me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, but anyways, I mean, I seriously appreciate you reaching out to me. And uh, if you're in fucking Huntsville, man, look up Pixel Joe Studios. Like uh, we have an entire. We have an entire studio that we're collaborating with. He's got a 2,000 square foot studio. He's a photographer, videographer, and uh, you I know, got a fucking studio like right me. here, dude. That fucking blow you away. Right, oh, in yeah, my living dude. room. <laughs> yeah, we're working on standing up. We got an office next to where where they tore down the Hollywood 18, and we're working on building our set there, but. Uh, it's kind of like a work in progress with our media, but we just got the website updated um, like a couple weeks back, kind of to a level that we're proud of. And um, Well, dude, but, like I, this could be a, a mutually beneficial relationship. I do motion graphics, editing, any, any kind of shit like that. I, absolutely, man. Like we're collaborating with anybody who's a creator. You know, there's a guy on our site, like 3D printing guy. Um, but but, like but here's the thing I need from you. I need you to provide me with idiot right-wingers to argue with. Can you do oh, that? Man, I, I got him in fucking space, bro. <laughs> uh, that's that's but, when my numbers go up on the show, when I'm arguing with exactly, right-wingers. Exactly, man. And, like, I can just fucking bring them up to the plate with you. But, well, the problem uh, is, is like they're idiots, and you know they kind of get embarrassed, and they, and they don't actually uh, like free speech. Well, and that's the point I was making. You know, like some of the liberal, like we've had to work to get liberals on our side, to be honest. But they, well, I'm not a liberal. Some of them have stuck around. Whatever, you know. I don't. I don't. I'm a leftist. Yeah, I don't understand the political continuum. Like, I was making up my own political organization i was going to call it local communism <laughs> it's just like work together with your local community fuck everybody else like yeah yeah dude, you're you're more on our side i mean i'm fucking like radical i don't care you know but fuck it, yeah it, i mean i'm about supporting people and i seriously like care about people provide you know? your facebook friends with that radical content <laughs> well um you know, we actually partnered with a guy. I found a guy on Facebook from Uganda, and he we brought him on, and we're paying him weekly, and he's, like, taking videos from Uganda and post them on our site so, like, we can share cultures. Like, there's really some cool stuff happening, you know. But in the end, um, we're just trying to have fun and build something cool and try and stop the fucking nonstop division in the country, you know, and uh, and just see what happens. Well, my whole so, crew is going to check you out, and we're we're, awesome, we're going to participate. I'm well, glad we hooked up, Joe. Yeah, man, it's John, but like, oh, sorry, John. No, but it's it's fucking awesome that you reached out to me. I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. But, oh, uh, anytime I get an advertisement from uh, from something that sounds right wing, I message them. Yeah, I've just been, I don't know if you looked at the advertisement, but it was like John Pukes live on the set. And at the seven minute mark of the last podcast, we were playing Bean Boozled, and I ate a puke flavored jelly bean unexpectedly. 
And I just fucking puked my guts out. <laughs> Ooh, God. That's good content, though. <laughs> I know, man. And, like, <laughs> we, brought, we brought one of my buddies I grew up with from out in, like, Harvest. He's doing our daily updates. Weird now. people out in Harvest. Oh, man. He just, like, showed up and, and said one news, one sentence about news. And he's like, well, a little bit about me. I ran a private strip club out of my house for six months. I made a small fortune. Anyways, I'll see you tomorrow on the daily update. It's a, we're just, I mean, trying to have fun, not take ourselves serious. Well, hell yeah. With people just like yourself. And, uh, you know, whatever people say and what stance they try to take on the site is fucking meaningless because it's my show, you know. (laughs) Plug, uh, plug your website again before you get off here. What, what's the name of it? So it's thefreespeechforum.com. Thefreespeechforum.com. Yeah, it's, it's like my, my username I was talking in, thefreespeechforum.com. We've actually got five billboards in Huntsville. but um, I don't go outside much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame these, you. Man. These I people here scare me. I wish I didn't have to go outside either. But uh, you'll find that most of the guys that are helping me in the background, we're, we're, we're more just like tech people. Like we really don't care about political opinions. What? what Without the level, at some point you have to have some opinion, you know. But we're mo- we're mostly focused on just building something and having fun. Well, I'm a and, tech guy, uh, and I have opinions. Fucking awesome, dude! We'll we'll, we'll plan something more official, and uh, you and I still need to like go get coffee or something sometime and and talk more. But please, please come troll the nuts off of my 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 crap. Troll the nuts <laughs> off. Thank you, yeah, RB. Dude. RB shared out the link in the in the uh, chat. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. So, so, anyways, man, thank you so much for letting me talk with you and and reaching out and everything. And I look forward to to hanging out with you more. Hell yeah! Thank you, John. Have a great evening. All right, you too. See ya. Hell yeah! I made a new friend. You go check out the free speech forum. Media winch. You might be able to find some people to come after you. Since I since I scared them all off. Fuck like a Taliban scaring people off in Afghanistan. You're right, Cricks. Any anyone who says differently than that uh, is privileged, and they don't see the politics in their daily lives. The Taliban issued a death sentence for the brother of an Afghan translator. We have a voicemail. He wasn't, he was very nice. That was not where I thought that was going to go. Thank you, John. Great call. Seven Afghans are dead after a frantic scene this weekend saw crowds of people outside the Kabul airport involved in a stampede and a desperate rush to leave the Taliban-controlled country. One woman, an Afghan journalist and interpreter, Oh, that's it. speaking of which, media winch. What what do you have going on tonight? Are you still on the? Uh, are you still on that podcast? Or like they they haven't put out a new episode yet, have they? Are you going back to uh, Adrian Curry? Because they just put out an episode like a week ago, and they only they only do like monthly or some shit, right? Oh, they have. Okay, hell yeah, I can't wait for that. Recording this chilling message of the scene. Everybody stepped on me and I saw the baby 
like breaking them on me. I'm oh god damn. I'm not going. I don't even know where's my baby. I don't even know where's my family. Oh please, I'm not going anywhere like this. I would rather die to see my baby in the prison like this. And joining us now is Lindsay Adario. She is a photojournalist. And I really hope that when I've been covering Afghanistan that I haven't been, like, callous towards, like, I feel really sorry for the Afghani people. It's just, it's not the U.S.'s job to be, we have made things worse. I can tell you for a fact that the U.S. and Afghani forces have killed more civilians in Afghanistan than the Taliban ever has. That is a fact. So I feel sorry for the horror stories that we're hearing out of Afghanistan, but also, like, I don't know what we're supposed to do. We made it worse. Our involvement continues to make it worse. Afghanistan for more than 20 years. Um, Lindsay, it is heartbreaking to hear this voice memo. Uh, tell us about this. Tell us about, you know, what you think and what you feel when when you hear this. Hang on, I need a minute. <laughs> um, these are the messages I'm waking up to. I mean... Sorry. No, take your time. And while, while I'm sympathetic towards these stories... Like, they have been used as jingoistic propaganda on fucking corporate outlets. Time is running out. I mean, we're asking these girls to go day after day, and we need to get them in the gates. I'm... Just... You know, Lindsay, take your time. Take your time. I'm, uh, I'm taking a moment myself here. Yeah, I thought she was reaching over to, like, hand her a tissue. I'm like, she's not in the studio with you. That... Um, special immigrant visa holder. Exactly right, Orby. May not be allowed in. Um, I know you're hearing that. Uh, they're not being allowed in right now. And, and obviously your concern is that they may not be allowed in from here on out. Yeah, this is the message we woke up to today. That the gates are closed and no one else can get in. So if you were lucky enough to get in before today, then you can get out. But we have people like this journalist who's gone. She's been trampled. Well, there was an attack on the airport. Again, day after day. I mean, it takes a lot, you know. I mean, we're asking them to risk their lives. They're with their children. They're with their families. So I don't know. I have no idea how to do this. So what, what do you know about, we hear her talking about, I mean, she's seen a child injured. She's talking about not that, knowing where her baby is. What can you tell us about that? She found her baby. She found her baby. She has a two-year-old baby. Uh, we're still trying to get her out. We've been working since five o'clock this morning with a group of, of women and a group of uh, journalists who have worked with various publications, including National Geographic. Uh, and, um, you know, we're trying, but when you hear the gates are closed and every day they go, they get trampled, there's shootings, people are getting killed. It's a lot to ask from, from us sitting in New York and Washington, London, hey, just go to the gate again, bring your family. You know, we're trying to do this in the right way. We have all sorts of people who want to help on the outside. We have people who want to donate for charter planes. That's great. We need your help, but we also need to get them into the airport. 
Dr. Gorka. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. I had not planned on doing this, but let's listen to Dr. Gur- Dr. Gorka. Just for shits and giggles. Uh, you don't have to like him. You don't have to have voted for him or worked for him like I did. Let's just look at his track record. Look at his four years of, in office. And... He violated the Constitution numerous times. He negotiated with the Taliban for this uh, withdrawal in which he released 5,000 Afghani or uh, released 5,000 Taliban fighters. Old Sebi Gorks. Yeah, 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 the the track record. Let's look at his track record. Compare them to the last seven months. Of uh, who's this dude? Uh, my old boss, Donald Trump, made the world a safer place. He wasn't an interventionist like his predecessors, but he wanted to end stupid wars, but also send a shot across the bows of those that threatened us or our friends. Whether it was putting little Kim back in his box in North Korea, Stopping Little Kim. <laughs> Did he really put him back in his box? It seemed more like he legitimized the regime and sucked his dick. But he called him Little Kim. Like I, I was thinking like the rapper Little Kim when he said it. The launch of missiles across the Sea of Japan whether it was guaranteeing that Russia didn't invade another one of its neighbors, whether it was uh, canceling the Iran deal, putting swinging sanctions on the murderous mullahs in Tehran, or the thing that we're most proud of in the Trump administration, we were told by his predecessor, Obama, that ISIS is a threat we just have to live with. He actually said, it is a generational threat and you just got to suck it up. We came in and we said, no, we're not going to put up with this. This is a threat to all... 2018 and 2019 were the deadliest years in Afghanistan. All of our friends and allies in the Middle East, around the world, and we declared war on the caliphate of ISIS. Within five months, just five months, of coming into the administration, we unleashed the hammers of hell on the jihadists and we destroyed the caliphate. They did not! 2018-2019! The worst years for violence in Afghanistan. Here is Secretary of State Mike Pompeo meeting with the Taliban. They let the Afghan government, which was supposed to stand right now, out of the negotiations. It was just the Trump administration negotiating with the Taliban. The Afghan government was not involved. He's just straight up lying. That when we were in the White House, our friends were safe. Americans were safe and our enemies were afraid. And, and, and on my radio show, let me just share this. On my radio show, yeah. And they killed like half a million Americans while while Trump was in the White House. And I don't think Gorka was even in the White House that long, was he? Trump withdrawal plan from Afghanistan who said to, to my three million listeners, uh, this is not the plan we had. We wouldn't have left without securing the embassy. We wouldn't have left Americans to fend for themselves across Taliban-held Afghanistan. So no, this, this, this is... Yeah, he wasn't even in the... He keeps talking about, like, when we were in the White House, this motherfucker served from January of 2017 until August of 2017. He was there for a few months. He's acting like he was, like, a part of it. Disaster, this catastrophe... 
that will make the Iranian hostage siege look like a tea party must be laying at the doorstep. He has an accent. His days in office are now numbered. It makes people take him seriously. I was going to say, is it is it an unsurvivable set of mistakes? I wish I had this dude's hairline. Taking a mortal wound here, President Biden. Look at look at the interview he gave with, with a friendly outlet with George Stephanopoulos, who was the Democrat president, Clinton White House a strategic uh, communications director. That, that is true. Was that interview was a disaster? Two days after the the collapse of Kabul. Now, there, now there's been a thing where right wingers are trying to get ABC to release the full interview. They want to see everything. That, I don't know what the point. They, they latch on to the craziest shit. He's asked about the people falling off the airplanes, and he says, oh, who cares? That was uh, four days ago. Wrong, Joe. It was two days ago. And that callousness, could you imagine if Donald Trump had said, well, who cares if they died? That was four days ago. Since then, not one person... Ah, uh, he said shit like that. Defense. Not the, the State Department chief diplomat, Anthony Blinken. Not the national security advisor, who've all said the fault. Think about it. Think if a cabinet member in the UK had said, we don't know how many Brits are in Afghanistan. We're not sure if we can get you all home. And then, the most shocking of all, the State Department sent a reply to all the Americans trapped in, Af- in Afghanistan who registered for evacuation. And they- well, I saw Tony Blair over in Britain was indeed launching some attacks against Biden, which is wild because, you know, as somebody on Twitter pointed out, Tony Blair was stupid enough to fall for George W. Bush's lies. So maybe you should just, That's the whole thing is all these people that were involved in the Bush administration and shit on Afghanistan should shut the fuck up. They said... Make your way to Kabul airport by yourself, uh, by the way. And this is an unclassified email. We cannot guarantee your security. This is unconscionable. To para, the Brits, you guys, are going outside the wire to rescue not just British nationals, but Irish nationals. And we, with the biggest military in the world, are, are, are beholden to a senile old man and his cabinet who can't do anything. Truly, the, the clock is ticking on the end of Biden's time in office. I don't know what they want done because the people that support Gorka also doesn't want Afghanistan refugees here in the U.S. I've heard it with my own ears. Meanwhile, the Taliban is warning of consequences if the U.S. delays withdrawal. U.S. President Biden uh, to decide on extension of August 31st withdrawal deadline as Taliban warns against extending the operation. Taliban will not agree to an extension of the evacuation mission from Afghanistan and is warning of consequences if it is prolonged beyond the deadline. The move would mean extending occupation and that it is a red line. U.S. President Joe Biden is expected to decide as soon as Tuesday on whether to extend that August 31st deadline to airlift Americans and their allies to safety. A NATO official has said that at least 20 people have died in and around the airport in the past week as American citizens and vulnerable Afghans attempt to get to the facility. Afghan security guard has been killed in a firefight between unknown gunmen and Afghan forces at the north gate of Kabul airport. Three more people were injured in the gun battle on Monday morning that has also involved German and U.S. forces, the German military said on Twitter. 
But you guys know why we actually failed in Afghanistan, right? Apparently why the U.S. can't win any fucking war. It's because our generals are too woke. Trump hilariously roasts woke generals. And the crowd in Alabama goes wild. This is from his speech in Coleman over the weekend. His name was General Kane. I don't even know. Maybe he's not even on my side. Who the hell knows with these generals? You know, when I get fucking like for all my adult life, the Republicans have used the military to just bash me. You don't support the military. You don't support the military. This motherfucker comes along, just insults fucking Gold Star families. Uh, uh, doesn't care about uh, um, the loss of life, bounties on soldiers' heads, fucking, and that was like insulting generals. Through with this guy, Millie. I mean, how about Millie? Remember? Remember? Remember when I walked to the church, proudly walked to the church, that the protesters, they tried to burn it down, but I walked to the church protesters out there and Millie was walking no one tried to burn that church down the left media starts calling you shouldn't have walked you shouldn't have walked instead of saying I'm proud to walk with my president not because it's me because I, the, the 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 bases in the US is an interesting question because like could defense contractors make money off of it is the answer that's what the US would say office instead of saying that he wanted to apologize for walking with the president of the United States. And I said, and I said, this guy doesn't have what it takes. And uh, you're seeing that now because the worst decisions I've ever seen. That's, again, why I put the patent. I just remembered it as I was coming over here. I said, get that clip quickly. The people of Alabama understand that clip. Do you think that... Let me ask you, do you think that General Patton was woke? I don't think so. What do you think, Mike? Mike, was he woke? I don't think so. I don't think he I don't know what woke means. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke. So you're like one of the wokest people in the country because you're the biggest fucking loser. Jesus Christ. It means you're a loser. Fuck. Everything woke. It's true. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? It's true. true. (gasps) He said shit. Uber woke. That is true about the stimulants. Against some of the most sinister forces and entrenched interests that any... Everything I don't like is woke. It's just like the dude calling me an elitist. I was like, what does that even mean? I'm the grandson of a UMW miner. I'm from one of the poorest areas in the world, dude. What the fuck? Calling me an elitist. It's just a fucking word that you throw out. To, fight, to try to fucking ad hominem somebody you disagree with, you dumb fuck. No matter how big our way of life, no matter how big our country or how powerful 
they may seem, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. What does that mean? I want democracy. You sound like a fucking fascist. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what it is. It means I read books, isn't it? Like that's that's the definition of elitist. I've read fucking books in my life. Ooh. God damn. This is your home. This is your heritage. And our magnificent American liberty is your God-given right. Oh, we got Smokey. The United States of America will not be dictated to and talked down to by incompetent politicians, corrupt tyrants, left-wing bullies or socialist bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., a place that I got to know very, very well. We are descended from the heroes and the patriots, the pioneers and the legends who take... You are no hero or patriot. ...who settled this vast continent... Absolutely. ...and who laid down the railroads, raised up the skyscrapers, and poured out their blood, sweat, and tears to build this country into the greatest nation in the history of the world, and we are not going to let it be taken away from us under any circumstances. Uh... (laughs) Yes, he means colonizers. Because the, the people he's talking about didn't actually lay down the fucking railroads or build the skyscrapers. Our ancestors crushed fascism. Beneath the weight of American tanks, they toppled communism by the strength of American culture. And now we will defeat woke radicalism and a continuation of communism because that's what this is heading for we will by the way i think dan badondi deleted me off of instagram because uh he posted a thing that said uh communist news network and had the cnn logo potato <laughs> echo big media boo <laughs> god damn badondi uh, he tweeted out a, a CNN logo that said Communist News Network. And I'm like, motherfucker, it's a corporation that sells advertisement. That is the opposite of communism. I am tired of idiot right-wingers not knowing what words mean. Defeated. Deleted. The sheer power of American pride and American brain. Our leaders may not believe in the destiny of America. They might not. They may not believe in the destiny of America. I really don't believe in many ways they love our country. I don't don't believe in destiny, sir. And we are not going to let anybody take that love away. We know that there is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no time we cannot meet. We are Americans, and the future... Make me want to bust out the Marvin Gaye. We have a great future. We are going to turn this mess around. This is a horrible thing that's happening to our country. We're left at all... What? What horrible thing? This is a horrible, horrible thing, and it's going to go on for a while. 
but we've got to end it. We cannot let this happen. They're destroying our country. We will not bend. We will, we will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never back down. We will never, ever surrender. Never going to give you up. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, we were talking about the election earlier. Wondering why, like, we were bringing up the election. Meanwhile, fucking, they're still fucking auditing the Arizona fucking ballots. Arizona elections officials launch bipartisan assault on the GOP audit. Two of Arizona's top election administrators have issued scathing indictments of a contractor who audited millions of ballots cast in the state's largest county. The two officials are seeking to undercut a final report from Cyber Ninjas. The firm hired by Arizona's Republican-controlled state Senate that they say will be marred by deep flaws. Cyber Ninjas is expected to deliver its initial report Monday. Holy shit. Is that today? Did we get the report today? Or does this mean next Monday? Because this was published today. Cyber Ninjas is expected to deliver its initial report Monday on the nearly 2.1 million ballots cast in Maricopa County in last year's presidential election. Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, and Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer, a Republican, in separate reports, castigated the inspection uh, itself as deeply flawed, so much so that Hobbs argued it did not even merit the term audit. Hobbs detailed alleged flaws in security and transparency as well as basic tabulation and procedural errors that are likely to lead to a miscount. The outcome Cyber Ninjas will report, Hobbs' office said, are unreliable. Richard, the Maricopa County recorder who beat an incumbent Democrat in the same election the state Senate is disputing, framed his objections as an open letter to fellow Republicans. Nobody stole Maricopa County's elections. Election in Maricopa County are rigged, Richard wrote, citing statements from Governor Doug Ducey, Attorney General Mark Brunovich, former Attorney General William Barr, and several attorneys representing former President Trump. Over the weekend, the Proud Boys held their summer of love. I thought it was the summer of punk, and instead I guess it's the summer of love. Gunfire erupted in Portland on Sunday amid what may have been the most chaotic display of political violence between far-right agitators and anti-fascists in the Oregon City yet. The coalition of heavily armed groups, including the Proud Boys, rallied for a Summer of Love event in Portland, Oregon on Sunday. The event had been advertised online with a colorful, hippie-esque flyer promising patriots spread love, not hate. Because it's Constantly opposite day with these motherfuckers. But as reporters on the ground observed, many of the approximately 200 people who showed up to participate in the event seemed prepared for anything but a 1960s-style love-in. I'm sure they were heavily armed. Instead, they came openly carrying handguns, baseball bats, chemical spray, and at least one one pickaxe featuring the Proud Boys insignia. 
take a look at some video from the scene. So they called it an Antifa van, but it looks to be a handicap van. of something thrown at them. Videographer Ford Fisher also captured an attack against independent journalist Marianne Stab by anti-fascists wearing black block. Members of that group were threatening to smash journalist cameras, Fisher wrote on Twitter. The video shows Stab talking to a member of the group who calls her a slut. Then one of them appeared to throw her to the ground while others shot mace and paintballs at her. As she was helped up by other photographers. The black-clad group continued to throw projectiles at her. I wish they could feel shame. So this looks like it was not long after the video we watched just a little while ago. Maybe this is the same incident. I mean, this is the Proud Boy side that we're on. What did that dude's vest say? We can get a shot of it. Something like I hate the left. <laughs> I wish I'd wore my leftist best shirt after seeing that. I have on Nazis hate disco. This is an Echoplex Media shirt. Oh, my hair was covering it. I'm a nut gobbler! Might as well. Echo Blix Media Booth. <laughs> Fucking Potato Dan. I'm sad he got mad at me. I mean, was the reporter there with this group or was she specifically targeted? And this looks to be the black block protesters over here. Which seem to be keeping to themselves and seem like the Proud Boys are marching up on them. I mean, I I wonder. This is from Oregon over the weekend. This is a clash between the Proud Boys and Antifa. Welcome, Glimmering. Oh god, I want to see what this dude's fucking shirt says. I hate the left in racism? I hate the left in racism. Huh. Huh. 
There was a dude on a rascal there. He's he's over there. Okay, so this is the Twitter thread. It says, Today, Proud Boys and other right-wing groups fought black bloc-clad counter-protesters Sunday afternoon outside the Summer of Love rally in Portland, Oregon. Okay, this is this is the anti-fascist threatened to smash cameras of journalists. I, they've had run-ins with each other. I suspect maybe she's like an Andy NGO type. And yeah. Who I can't, like, I, I didn't put the story on there because I don't know if it was real or not. I, he might have got hit in the head with a fucking dildo over the weekend. But then I saw another tweet from him that said it's a fake tweet that Antifa did. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But it seems like they've had run-ins, and he's accusing her of uh, doxing people. Wait, what? 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 I can't. I can't tell for sure, but it looks like one of the black blocks tries to grab her camera and then she throws herself to the ground. Yeah, they're calling her a snitch and shit. I mean, she does, she does have like pain on her. That was silly string. says one shot more pain at her. Maybe it was paintballs. Two hours after the fighting started, gunshots rang out. The first shots were fired by a man who was being chased from the area by a group of antifascists, reported Wilson, who witnessed the shooting. The man took cover behind an electrical substation box, produced a handgun, and opened fire. Someone appeared to return fire, though it isn't immediately clear who. At least seven shots were fired. Nobody was injured, but video of the scene shows civilians and reporters fleeing 
taking cover behind cars. I mean, that looks like one of the Proud Boy types. In a statement, Portland police said they had arrested 65-year-old Dennis G. Anderson, who has been charged with unlawful possession of a firearm and unlawful use of a weapon. They made no mention of the person who appeared to return fire. Portland, famously a bastion for left-wing protest activity and liberalism, has been a hotbed for political violence since the beginning of the former President Donald Trump's presidency. Far-right groups, including the Proud Boys, have routinely come into the city looking to fight leftists. Now, um, one of the things that I just recently learned in the last few years is that Oregon was founded as a white supremacist state. And that there are honest-to-God Nazis all over the fucking state once you get outside of Portland. But Portland itself is very radical. I was sitting in a restaurant in Atlanta one time and a waitress came up to me and was like, you should move to Portland. You'd fit in well there. I guess. Take that as compliment. Meanwhile, in other Proud Boy news, Proud Boy leader Enrique Tarrio sentenced to jail. A little smug fucker. Leader of the Proud Boys is going to jail a judge in Washington, D.C. Through the book, I wouldn't call it throwing the book at him. At Proud Boy Chairman Henry Enrique Tarrio on Monday afternoon and sentenced him to 155 days. 155 days for destroying a Black Lives Matter sign belonging to a historically black church and possessing a pair of high-capacity rifle magazines during two separate trips to the nation's capital punishment, which adds up to around five months, is apparently throwing the book at somebody, exceeds the three months that prosecutors originally asked for, but Judge Harold L. Cushenberry slammed Tario, who led the Proud Boys since late 2018, for what he characterized as a brazen disregard for the law and failure to express genuine remorse for his actions. Tario didn't care, Judge Cushenberry Jr. said. That's what I think. He could not have cared less about the laws of the District of Columbia. He cared about himself and self-promotion. Mario appeared clean-shaven, wearing a gray t-shirt via video, and ventured to say he was sorry for what he did on December 14th when hundreds of Proud Boys and hardcore supporters of President Donald Trump descended on D.C. to protest the results of the 2020 election. Well, I mean, he's not hes not the leader of the Proud Boy that put the dildo up his ass to prove he wasn't gay. So at least that's something. By the way, we're reading from Vice News. Proud Boy leader who put the dildo up his ass to prove he's not gay is one of the founders of Vice News. small world. U.S. Capitol rioter sentencing delayed after online sleuths uncover new footage of alleged police assault. Ooh, do we have it? Are we going to get to see it? I hope so. 
This video was a last-minute find by the group of amateur online detectives known as Sedition Hunters. On Wednesday, the same day the sentencing was scheduled... Sedition Hunters! Good job, Sedition Hunters. ...accused Capitol rioter Robert Reeder. The Sedition Hunters Twitter page blasted out the video, spotlighting Reeder allegedly punching a police officer. The discovery had serious consequences because prosecutors had not accused Reeder of violence on January 6th, and his sentencing was only for the misdemeanor of unlawfully demonstrating inside the Capitol. Sedition Hunters sent out this message online. We are extremely good at what we do. Our small group has spent thousands of hours on research, yet only four hours before a court hearing for a plea deal. Everybody go follow Sedition Hunters. Fuck yeah. This truly is a massive undertaking. Did we make it in time? Hashtag we hope. It was indeed in the nick of time. Prosecutors notified the judge and Reader's defense attorneys about the new footage Wednesday morning, and the judge delayed Reader's sentencing until October 8th. Federal Judge Thomas Hogan said he was concerned about the video since Reader was previously portrayed, quote, more as an observer than a participant. Reader's attorney admitted the clip was problematic at first glance, but argued there could be other footage uncovered to help his defense. The quick response to last-minute discovery of images showing a suspected assault clearly shows the dedication by all involved. It can be easily tens to hundreds of hours of time just following a bobbing head in a crowd trying to put it together. John Scott Railton did his own scouring of images online of the so-called zip-tie guy, who was eventually identified as Eric Munchell, on January 6th. He says the Yeah, was it zip-tie guy like, a, uh, like it was a mom and son combo, wasn't it? Like this is like his mom with him. They're from Tennessee. He says the public quickly followed his efforts and wanted to take part. Part of what's so inspiring about watching the Sedition Hunters community go is that it's about publicly holding people accountable and ensuring that the public understands what happened on that day, even as Republicans and others continue to try to rewrite history. Try to whitewash it is what they're doing. And prosecutors have cited the work of these online sleuths in several court filings. And of course, and make no mistake about it. I've said it a million times. These school board meetings, these city council meetings that we're seeing, these are proxy fights. People that couldn't go to the Capitol are now fucking storming the local school boards and city councils. That's the fucking dude that didn't even have a kid in the school that threatened the medical professionals. I guarantee you, he's some QAnon far-right nut job. Jake, the FBI has credited the public in this. They've received more than 200,000 digital tips from the public. And of course, at this point, more than 500 people have been charged. It's actually about 575 by our latest count. But as you saw in that piece, the public is doing a lot to help prosecutors out in these cases. And the key is, of course, they're sharing these tips privately so that in case they made a mistake, nobody innocent gets tagged. Uh, why is it up to the public? Don't you have a whole NSA, FBI? I thought you had fucking, I lived through the post 9-11 world as an adult. I thought you were monitoring fucking everything we do. What the hell? How, how is it up to people on fucking Twitter to track these motherfuckers down? Oh, shit. Meanwhile, another Capitol rider has been arrested. 
InfoWars host in custody to face misdemeanor charges stemming from January 6th. Owen Schroyer is in custody and facing misdemeanor charges for his alleged involvement in the Capitol riot, according to the Associated Press. Schroyer, host of the War Room with Owen Schroyer, not to be confused with the War Room pandemic, or pandemic War Room, whatever the fuck it's called, that Steve Bannon hosts. The War Room with Owen Schroyer on conspiracy theorist Alex Jones's website was charged with disorderly conduct and entering a restricted area of Capitol grounds. According to court documents, Schroyer was seen on the west side of the building next to the inauguration stage and on the steps of the east side of the Capitol on January the 6th. He was not accused of going into the Capitol that day. The Al-Qaeda is worse in so many ways because people don't fuck, like, the FBI has been saying it for 20 fucking years that white supremacist violence is the biggest problem facing this country, and people don't get it. I don't know if I've ever told the story on here. I was going to get a package at the clubhouse of my apartment one time, and the woman that works at, I've, I've ordered from her before, one local restaurants is standing at the door and she is talking about this was last summer and she was talking about how she's so worried about her son who is a cop because she's afraid Antifa is going to attack him in Alabama that's what I'm saying Arby we have a fucking huge intelligence apparatus I thought the FBI was embedded with these motherfuckers. Those are the best charges you can come up with. Meanwhile, the cop that shot Ashley Babbitt has been exonerated. USCP's Office of Personal Responsibility or Professional Responsibility or OPR determined the officer's conduct was lawful and within the department policy, which says an officer may use deadly force only when the officer reasonably believes that action is in the defense of human life, including the officer's own life, or in the defense of any person in immediate danger of serious physical injury. We saw her climbing and trying to bust down the window. There were congresspeople just feet away from her. I'm usually not on the side of cops, and I'm probably don't like this guy any other time. The officer, who remains unidentified, will not face disciplinary action. Their actions potentially save members and staff from serious injury and possible death from a large crowd of riders who forced their way into the U.S. Capitol and to the House chamber, where members and staff were steps away. I am assuming that them seeing her fall down kind of kept the crowd in check. Onto a different far-right nut job terrorist. Prosecutors, and prosecutors. Oh, of Antioch, I'll let her tell it instead of me do. Oh, this is only fucking nineteen seconds. Prosecutor. 
Peters in Wisconsin won a video of Antioch, Illinois murder suspect Kyle Rittenhouse admitted into evidence in his trial. Prosecutors say the video shows Rittenhouse talking about wanting to shoot people two weeks Morning. before he was accused of killing two protesters after a police shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse's trial starts November 1st. Prosecutors in... I the thing, arguing with people about this is like, oh, it was self-defense. And I'm like, the illegally armed kid was acting in self-defense, but not the people who weren't armed that felt threatened by a guy with a fucking long gun. It doesn't make sense to me. Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time of the shootings in Kenosha last year, is scheduled to stand trial on November 1st on a host of charges. A hearing on motions is set for September 17th. Rittenhouse maintains he fired in self-defense, but prosecutors have charged him with reckless homicide, recklessly endangering safety, attempted first-degree intentional homicide, and being a minor in possession of a dangerous rep, uh, weapon. Prosecutors filed a motion asking that the 29-second video be admitted as evidence. Prosecutors say that the video shows Rittenhouse watching some men exiting a CVS store and then commenting that he wishes he had his uh, rifle so that he could shoot them. It was filmed 15 days before the Kenosha shootings. A voice that sounds like Rittenhouse says one of the men coming out of the store appears to be armed. Then he says, bro, I wish I had my fucking AR. I'd start shooting rounds at them. In an affidavit accompanying the motion, Kenosha County Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger said his office obtained the video last week. It does not say how or from whom. Probably the sedition fucking hunters on Twitter. Quite simply, the defendant saw something, jumped to a conclusion based on exactly zero facts, and then threatened to kill someone based on his baseless assumption and wrong for interpretation because he's been pumped full of right-wing goddamn nonsense. Binger says the video is relevant to show Rittenhouse's state of mind when he fired the shots on August 25th, a crucial element to his self-defense claim. Let's stay on the topic of right-wing terrorists, shall we? Just like I said he would, the DC bomb threat suspect... He's like, oh, I don't know what I did. I don't have a medication. I am indeed feeling better. Thank you, Curiouser. Like a million times better. The man accused of issuing and live streaming a bomb threat outside the Library of Congress Thursday was charged Friday with attempted use of a weapon of mass destruction and the attempted use of an explosive device. Floyd Ray Roseberry, 49, appeared by phone before a judge who apparently could not understand the purpose of the hearing. He told U.S. Judge Zia Farkwe that he had been denied his medication in the last week I've been here, despite only being arrested Thursday. Farkwe tried to read the charges before Roseberry, Though he seemed dismayed at Roseberry's lack of understanding, he said it was reasonable to believe Roseberry couldn't comprehend the hearing without his medication, a fact Roseberry's public defender agreed with. Justice Department asked for uh, asked the judge for a mental competency screening, with Farquhar approving the request. 
Roseberry will remain detained until the completion of the screening. Don't think you should let the motherfucker out on bond for any fucking reason. So apparently he did not have a bomb in his possession. Now this is a story that I have been waiting to do. I, I'm looking forward to this one. Alan West, who is running for governor in Texas, is demanding an apology from the cops after his wife was arrested for DWI. The Republican candidate for Texas governor is demanding an apology after his wife was arrested for allegedly driving while intoxicated. Let's see what he has to say here. Hey, greetings and good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you to all of you who sent your prayers, your thoughts, your encouragement, your emails, your text messages, your phone calls to support my... I do, I do want to mention that his wife, who was apparently intoxicated, had a child in the vehicle with her. My wife, Angela, and the ordeal that she went through. And uh, I'm still... Very upset, very livid, livid about what happened. And so I just want to share with you some things. You know, right here in my hands. Oh, oh, you're upset. You're upset, sir. You're indignant that your wife got arrested for DWI. You thought you were above it? These are the receipts from the dinner that Angel had Friday night at PF Chains in North Park Mall. And it shows that she had a lemonade and, of course, with the complimentary water. And you can see on these uh, receipts that it's time stamped at 8.05 p.m., this receipt. Now, we're going to post it out there for all of you to see. But, of course, my wife, Angela, was stopped by a black female Dallas police officer. Oh, honey, just because she didn't have a fucking beverage with her at BF Chang's doesn't mean that she didn't have a flask doesn't mean that she wasn't on some kind of medication that's not proof sir L. Harris bash number 11792 for not using a turn signal to change lanes when was the last time anyone was stopped for not using a turn signal to change lanes all the goddamn time all the god i was stopped for not using a turn signal multiple times while i was in college you piece of shit apparently you don't know what it's like to be poor unless you cause an accident i got it but just to stop someone for that happens all the fucking time because this person, Officer L. Harris, badge number 11792, is part of a Dallas Police Department DUI unit, state-granted funded, so that they can go out and troll the streets and looking for people guilty or appears innocent as well to drum up charges. Wait, 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 wait. Is West coming all ACAB? Or, or, are, you, are you coming over to our side, sir? Against them in order to continue the funding that they have. My wife voluntarily, as a good citizen, got out of the car, participated in the field sobriety test. When she was asked to blow repeatedly, nothing came up on the breathalyzer because all she had had was a water and a lemonade. But yet, my wife was arrested, handcuffed, brutally handcuffed, 
and brutally arrested under suspicion of DUI. From what? She didn't do anything with a breathalyzer. And then all of a sudden she's coerced, intimidated, and threatened into taking a blood alcohol test. Because obviously now you have to try to see if you can drum up charges. This is no comrade. My wife was charged with driving while intoxicated with a minor child. I'm very upset with the fact that my grandson, Jackson, was in danger by being left in the car with just a couple of police officers. Not even the courtesy to wait for our youngest daughter and her husband to come there and retrieve our grandson while mom, grandma... I'm glad you agree that kids aren't safe around cops. So here's the deal. This is what has to happen. Number one, Officer L. Harris, 11792, that's her badge number, needs to be terminated from the Dallas Police Department. That's what I want to see. I, if, if, if somebody on the left did that, the entire right-wing media apparatus would be like, Oh my God, they're threatening the cop! Number two, the charges brought against my wife must be dropped and her record must be cleaned because this is all that happened. Here's the proof. She was not drinking that night. And to force her into taking a blood test, using a warrant and all these other tactics, these... Well, let's see what the blood test says. does not take drugs. Oh, by the way, the only thing she had taken earlier that day were two excedrins. Then the other thing that has to happen... Well, we'll find out. Maybe she was popping some zannies. Police Garcia of Dallas Police Department. Mayor Eric Johnson, Mayor of Dallas, and Dallas District Attorney John Cruzo, you will come to my house and you will publicly apologize to my wife, to my wow, to his parents, our youngest daughter Austin and dad JD. Now I want to see this happen by close of business Tuesday, and I also want to see a review of this Dallas DUI unit because if they're going out there trolling the streets just looking to make collars because they have some quota so they can continue to get state funding. The citizens of this area don't need that. Now, I want to see these things happen. If they don't happen, I will end up becoming your worst nightmare because I will defend the honor of my wife and my family. I want to see where this goes. The Dallas Police Department because corrupt officers and corrupt practices should not dishonor the thin blue line. And I will also defend the Sir, 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 I can tell you all about corrupt cops. I can go on all day fucking long. You want to hear about some corrupt cops? I don't know who, what? I, I, should I? Alan West is a fucking idiot. He's a nut job. Should I, should I be on his side? I, part of me seems... Part of me wants to say that she was she was on something though. Like <laughs> the honor of the citizens here in North Texas in the Dallas area. But 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 but, but there are actual units that are trained to detect people that are intoxicated and do like their word like Vice did a piece on this. I think it was Vice. Like their word is like taken at face value in court because they were trained to recognize the signs of somebody being high. You don't have to actually have evidence. They just go by the way. It's, it's fucking crazy. So it could be an instance like that, which I'm 100% on his side, that those kind of units don't need to exist. Very simple things that I'm asking for. Because the proof is right here. 
You arrested a woman. That's that's not proof. You tarnished her reputation because she had a cup of water and a cup of lemonade. That is unacceptable. But God bless you. Thank you, Orby. God keep you. God bless you. Dallas police said she failed a field sobriety test and was taken to the county jail for a blood draw that would show the presence of alcohol or drugs. I guess we'll find out whenever uh, we get the blood screen back. I... The fucking balls of this guy. Like, I demand that the mayor and the chief of police come to my house and apologize to me. Ow. All right, there was a wild scene at a football game over the weekend. Apparently it happened at the Steelers versus Lions game. If this is just the start of the video, like it looks like this woman is all up in this dude's face. You definitely slapped the shit out of him. Hold on, like. He threw a punch. Oh no, it was a slap. It was a slap. Dude got knocked the fuck out. He did indeed smag him. Somebody get his glasses. Pittsburgh police say they've launched an investigation into the incident, telling TMZ Sports cops are actively working with Heinz Field Security on the matter. Now viral video shows the man and woman in some sort of argument and you hear the woman yelling something like shut up and get the fuck out. The woman apparently made contact when yelling because the man tells her don't touch me and swipes her hand away. That's when you see the woman uh, deliver the slap. The fight marks the second crazy brawl between fans in as many weeks. Uh, This was a video at a Rams game. I didn't see this one. Watch it too. Whoa. Go back there. Did somebody just spill the drink on him or some shit? Oh no, they threw the drink. Okay. I think he assaulted the wrong guy though. Damn.
This is some European football shit. How you gonna break this shit up? I thought this is America. I thought this is America. How do you how do you get topless and all that? How'd that how do you take his shirt off? I don't know how any of you guys grow in a fucking football game right now. Oh, I don't want to be around people. I let one person come over to my house and I got sick. Avoided it this entire fucking time. Update on the Nabisco strike. The first in 52 years has expanded to five states. Nabisco workers on the picket line in five U.S. states say their first strike in 52 years is about keeping what they already had as employees producing Oreo cookies, Ritz crackers, and other snacks for the global uh, food conglomerate. I do encourage everybody to look up the shit Nabisco makes and not cross the picket line. Roughly 1,050 Nabisco workers are staying off the job in Colorado, Georgia, Illinois, Oregon, and Virginia, according to their union, the Bakery, Confectionery, Tobacco Workers, and Grain Millers International. The labor dispute began nearly three weeks ago with workers at the Nabisco Nabisco Bakery in Portland calling a strike. The strike has since spread with workers in Chicago joining the labor action on Thursday and workers in Norcross, Georgia, following suit today. You guys want to? You guys want to look up the products they make? Something with a. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They took uh, Danny DeVito's fucking blue check on Twitter away. They've given it back. Yeah, don't buy Nabisco snacks right now if you can. Like a handy little guide. I'll find one tomorrow that has all the all the shit, but like Oreos is the big one, I guess. Oreos, Chips Ahoy. They make the saltine crackers. Yeah, that's our way to be supportive. By the way, next week there is a boycott of Twitch on Wednesday. I'm still going to do the Troll Patrol, but not on Twitch. So if you haven't followed me on YouTube, do follow me there so you can still check out the show. I'm going to stand in solidarity with other streamers. 
What, Java chip Oreos? I've not tried those, and I will not be trying them at the moment. I tried to get some fucking Lady Gaga Oreos, and they were fucking sold out everywhere. I couldn't get fucking Lady Gaga Oreos, and it upset me. OnlyFans star Courtney Tilla on the band. We also we support sex workers on this stream. There's been a lot of misinformation about the OnlyFans thing going around. It's it's fucking MasterCard that is imposing its will on OnlyFans by not processing payments for any kind of hardcore pornography. They want a uh, um, a strict policy where they moderate all their content. Fuck. I keep fucking it up. With OnlyFans' new statement about banning pornography, I am concerned. This is going to have an impact on me. It is going to have an impact on my income, my business. Um, the extent of that, though, is unsure because what they're... And, 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 like, if there's anybody out there that is, like, does do OnlyFans, my advice to you would be to diversify the platforms you're on. Like, I do the Troll Patrol on, like, fucking... It's like seven or eight platforms now. I've took myself off a few of them. Like, go find mini-vids. Go find... uh, uh, There's several other sites that also host content like that. Diversify and get on as many sites as you can. Create one of those uh, link tree things. So when when you're on your, your personal Instagram, you're promoting yourself or on your Twitter or whatever, like you've got your link tree and it'll link to whatever site that you want to use to process payments. Stay on OnlyFans and just abide by their rules and shit. They're saying is so unclear. It's very vague. Um, so we're not sure, like, to what extent are you banning it? Is it just that we can't sell it on our main page is one thing that I've heard. Is it that it has to be a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, can they can they not have it on their timeline, but they can still send out the, you know, hey, see me get fucked by five guys on I, in their in their mix? Because, like, that's one of the things a lot of them do. Like, there are several different ways that you can promote yourself on OnlyFans. Like, you can have a, you know, a free one, and you're only, like, showing kind of risque photos on your timeline, and then you send, like, oh, here's this new picture set that I'm going to send you in messages. PPV, um, pay-per-view kind of message, or is it, like, completely gone to the extent that our accounts are gone, our following is gone, things that we've built up and established for years is just going to be gone on October 1st, which leaves us one month much. to figure out what are we going to do? While I was teaching, I was, we were tight for money. Um, and through OnlyFans, we've been able to do a lot of great things. There's also been, like, I do have a coaching business as well that is thriving. So I don't solely rely on OnlyFans, but it is a huge source of my income. So there's a lot of things that we've been able to like really expand and do, including travel, got new cars, moved, um, a lot of different things that have given us that income. And, and it has been excellent here during the pandemic when you've got so many people staying home and jacking off. You've given creators a way to be able to make money and like I'm all for it. Including giving back to the community as well. 
I spent way too many of my Biden bucks on OnlyFans. But I hold the mindset that I know that I will be okay no matter what. And I will just keep going. Is there any capacity that I would go back to teaching? Zero percent chance that I would ever go back to teaching children and like in a school setting in the way that I did. Well, not in this economy. God damn. All right, let's see how stupid this story is. This is an opinion piece in the New York Post. Gen Z is made of zombies, less educated, more depressed, without values. This is an interesting take from Todd Farley. Oh, no, no, no. Find out who Todd Farley is. Uh, he has some kind of degree in biblical studies, PhD in theology, with a focus on performing arts. Wait, he's a fucking mimer? Is this the same fucking dude? Is this Todd Farley? Don't tell me what to do, you fucking fascist. We believe in freedom around here. Go fuck yourself. Mime hand positions with Todd Farley. I believe this is the guy that wrote the article we're getting ready to read. Each new school year, Jeremy Adams, a teacher in Bakersfield, California, gives the same lesson. He shows pictures of celebrities like Kendall Jenner or Miley Cyrus to his students on the screen. They immediately recognize them. But faced with photos of policymakers like Mike Pence or Nancy Pelosi, the children stare blankly. Well, fucking yeah. That ignorance is no joke to Adams, he writes in his new book. Hollowed out, a warning about America's next generation. Oh, come the fuck on. I'm into politics. Literally what I do in my fucking life. But if you showed me a fucking picture of anybody besides the president in when I was like a fucking a freshman in high school, I wouldn't have fucking known. That came from my fucking nerdiness later. I didn't get to the point where I can name fucking cabinet level positions. For a long fucking time. What the hell is he talking about? That's it's a weird anecdote. National Teacher of the Year nominee, Adams frets that today's youngsters are barren. Fuck what the are barren of the behavior, values, and hopes from which human beings have traditionally found higher meaning. Or even simple contentment. Oh, it's a religious thing. Adams calls them hollowed out. A generation living solitary lives, hyper-connected to technology, but unattached from their families, churches, or communities. He cites statistics showing teen depression rose 63% from 2007 to 2000, 
17, while teen suicide grew 56%. Tragically, he writes, suicide has become the second leading, uh, leading cause of death for the young. While teachers once helped students become their best selves by putting the focus on curriculums, lesson plans, and test scores, that's given way to trying to understand young people through programs emphasizing suicide and depression awareness, human trafficking concerns, or bullying gangs and shootings. Wait a minute, wasn't that what he was just... Yeah, I know, I said it funny, I'm sorry. But wasn't that what he was just uh, uh, bitching about? Adams blames the dissolution of the American family for this shift. With marriage rates down and the number of traditional two-parent homes plummeting. Although studies have shown that regular family dinners lead to less youth smoking, binge drinking, marijuana use, violent school problems, eating disorders, and sexual activity, most of Adams' students say they eat dinner alone each night, focus not on family, but the device in their hand. The neglect of the family life is one of the greatest causes of the hollowing out, not only of students, but the uh, but of American life. Sir, it sounds like what you're upset about is capitalism. I, I'm just going to come right out and say it. Like, the number one reason families split up is money problems. Literally. I'm sure the number one reason they don't have dinner together anymore is because we have these weird fucking amalgamations of schedules. Families can't be families. There's not fucking traditional nine to five jobs where everybody can have a dinner at fucking seven o'clock. And we put a hell of a lot of pressure on children in schools with extracurricular activities and bullshit. He also bemoans the evaporation of religious life. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, the whole teen depression thing comes with, you know, growing up in an ever-changing society where we charge for fucking everything while wages have remained stagnant. My life expectancy is shorter than any generation that came before me. Wages have been stagnant for 40 fucking years. Owning my own house seems like a fantasy unless I can get a couple of friends together to buy a big house, which is what I've tried to do. I've asked Sparkle several times, like, let's buy a house, let's buy a house, come on. He also bemoans the evaporation of religious life. While only 2% of Americans identified themselves as atheists in 1984, that number was 22% by 2020. A college religion professor notes that when he discusses Matthew from the Bible, many students think he's talking about Matthew Perry of Friends. Yeah, I'm sure high school students are talking about Matthew Perry from fucking Friends. Here's another thing. is like this whole, like... Nuclear family thing is a relatively new concept. We used to live a much more communal life. Where there wasn't a two-parent household. No! We lived as giant family units. Where uncles and aunts and cousins all helped out. Religion has been replaced by a mass culture of banality, conformity, and self-indulgence. 
Banality, conformity, and self-indulgence is what I would call religious people. Literally. Literally. Banality, conforming, conformity, and self-indulgence. This motherfucker right here gonna talk to us about banality. I'm sorry if this is the wrong Todd Farley, by the way. But I can't imagine this. Since it's Todd Farley Ministries, I'm assuming this is the author. Modern students constantly text during classes, Adam says, or watch streaming services during Zoom meetings, living in a state that uh, psychiatrists call continuous partial attention. Studies show the average Gen Z student uses five electronic devices and has around eight-second attention span, which results in lower grades, diminished ability to concentrate, and stunted academic achievement. Adams predicts that today's youth... By the way, this is, this is a recurring theme throughout history. All the generations bitch about the, like, coming up generations. Like, oh, they're ruining everything. Like, this is just fucking the same bullshit. Adams predicts that today's young people will be unprepared for the future. I don't know if they know how to use fucking five different devices, eight different devices. What'd you say? Five electronic devices. If they know how to how to use five different electronic devices, they're probably pretty prepared for the future. Adams predicts that today's young people will be unprepared for the future in 2014. A U.S. general was quoted saying, the quality of people willing to serve has been declining rapidly. The quality of people willing to serve has been declining rapidly. I don't think that could have anything to do with the fact that serving is meaningless. Nobody wants to go and die for your fucking imperialist wars so you can steal oil. Bomb brown kids and steal oil. That's what the wars are. Or in Vietnam, when they fucking sent our troops over to Vietnam... On behalf of DuPont for rubber. Fucking shit. Meanwhile, a recent survey highlighted that while 70% of senior citizens could pass a U.S. citizenship test, less than 20% of those under 45 could. I don't know. I don't fucking... I have met... Baby boomers that absolutely could not pass a civics test. And like, not that today's youngsters seem to care. No, 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 no. Actually, I think the kids are all right. I've seen a lot of organizing in the youth of today. And like, and when they do organize, like David Hogg, these assholes assault them, harass them, dox them. I think the I think the young kids are okay. Somebody that's not going to be okay though is Violent J. Apparently, Violent J. Suffering from heart failure announces a farewell tour with the Insane Clown Posse. I know I have. 
some fans who are juggalos, and honestly, ICP is a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool duo. Insane Clown Posse made a heart a heartfelt announcement on stage at this year's gathering of the juggalos. Feeling Violent J has been suffering from heart failure. As a result, ICP will embark on a farewell tour next year, though the duo plan to continue playing one-off shows. Violent J has noticeably slimmed down over the years. The rapper chose to lose weight after suffering from serious knee issues after being exacerbated by his obesity. Though Violent J didn't reveal the... I guess he had to lay off the, uh, what, Fago? Is that what they fucking drink? Those sugary drinks will get you! The Violent J didn't reveal the cause of his heart issues. He described his struggle in detail in front of the crowd of Juggalos. Violent J underwent multiple procedures to treat arteral fibrillation. Arteral fibrillation. I think I said it right. Arteral arterial fibrillation. Fibrillation. Arterial fibrillation. But continued to experience an irregular heartbeat. During arterial... <laughs> Why do I keep trying to say it? The two hearts' upper chambers, the arteria, uh, beat chaotically and irregularly. Out of coordination with the lower chambers, the ventricles of the heart, Mayo Clinic describes, arterial fibrillation symptoms often include heart palpitations, shortness of breath, and weakness. So hopefully they get to do their fucking final tour... We can finally get over all this COVID bullshit. And finally tonight, let's wrap it up with some cute pities. I happen to like pities. Apparently these are some really well-trained pities. Neighbor walks by, has another dog with him. All they do is wag their tail looking all happy. Look at that cuteness. Yeah, we we want to hear the we want to hear the puppies. Stay. So he's showing off how well trained they are. I I want all of them to slobber on me. God damn, they're cute as fuck. I went short last night, so I wanted to go long tonight. Also, I'm feeling fucking good. I wanted to do it. Yes! <laughs> Look at him! Ah! One more time. Stay. Stay. Alex Jones was right. What was Alex Jones right about, for love of God? I'd love to know. Thank you, Mr. West. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm sending you over to the Media Winch for Meltdown Mondays. Watch these babies come. Look how adorable they are. (laughs) We want to bring in a conversation, Matt Zeller. Ah, Fuck you, Matt Zeller. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live!